Welcome to episode number 60 of the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods. This time we're closing out 2019 with our Star Wars second spectacular that we've done. Last time we did this was for The Force Awakens, so it was fitting that we're coming back to do this for The Rise of Skywalker. But we're also going to be talking about the Skywalker saga as a whole before we get into our spoiler cast in the second half of the episode. So um, just a fair warning up front, we won't be talking about Rise of Skywalker stuff in detail or spoiler heavy in the first half of the episode. After the break, all bets are off. So this is just a quick warning up front to everybody. But before we get started, I'll introduce our panel for tonight. So uh, TJ Caracino, our GM of GMs for our group. Woohoo! <laughs> so uh, author and editor Kat McIntyre. Hi. Our maestro of musicals, Aaron Bowmaker. <laughs> Hello. Our resident Jedi Knight and Star Wars guru, Fish. I thought I was a master. Well, you can be, <laughs> sure, you can be the master. And then the only person at this table that spent over $1,000 making themselves a stormtrooper, Fesh. Hello. <laughs> so, <laughs> Money well spent. And uh, of yeah. course, I am your host, Rob. Um, so we'll just start off the way we start of every other episode. So the question for everybody tonight is this. Would you rather be alive in the Star Wars universe during the times of the Old Republic, so like Knights of the Old Republic timeline, or the New Republic era, which is post-Return of the Jedi? So um, it's uh, to kind of help clarify that. So uh, I'm going to start with Fish. Okay, so there, there's a good amount of debate in my mind on this one. Um, see, going to Old Republic, it's easy to say I'm going to be a Jedi, okay? But given the the... The whole chaotic atmosphere of the New Republic and, and how early, like after Return of the Jedi, some of the things are being set now. There's a lot of chaos and there's a good opportunity to be a good space pirate. So yeah. <laughs> I got to weigh my uh, options here. I'm going to go with Jedi, though, because lightsabers. Okay, so Old Republic. Old Republic um, because lightsabers are abundant. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. Like everybody has, like you can get them essentially at like a 7-Eleven if that's it. <laughs> So, so TJ pawn shops full of lightsabers. Oh, absolutely. Yes, Rob. <clears throat> what are your What's your thoughts? I'm with I'm with Fish. Let's be honest here. I am not the most athletic person on the face of the planet. <laughs> the, on the only way I am going to survive in any type of universe is if I have some type of power. So I, I got to be a Jedi in the Old Republic. Hey, look at it this way too. Like uh, they have really great ways to also breathe and stuff like that. So you yeah. can get your lung back. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> It'll be fantastic. There you go. Knowing TJ and seeing him drive, I actually think you would be a Sith. Just the <laughs> anger and the hatred. So and that's yeah. when I'm driving. It's Pennsylvania. Everybody. So a you're Sith not going to be a starfighter pilot. True. true. No, no starfighter pilots. Aaron. Um, you know what? Actually, I I think I would be more in the New Republic era. Okay. Um, I, you know what? I think I actually just like the almost the idea of the freedom that has come about. Lawlessness the, is the word you're looking for. <laughs> the lawlessness that has come about. <laughs> well, no, because you have to you have to think new new you know powers have have come about a lot of times as warlords. But that's okay. We'll talk about that later. Um, and just you know, I, I feel as though people have gotten their sense of freedoms back. And I, I think you see that a little bit in, in the last three movies that came out. So Kat. Um, definitely Old Republic. Uh, the, I mean, that's really where I fell in love with Star Wars was from Knights of the Old Republic. And I really, really enjoyed like the abundance of everything then where like, even, I mean, even, like, when you went to the Sith world and things like, like that, and they had spending the whole time in there and, and stuff. Like stuff. That. Yeah, right. I mean, like, it was just really fascinating. Fesh. 
I think um, I think I'm going New Republic as well, and I and honestly, mainly because I feel like the New Republic is the right uh, environment for an entrepreneur to start up a craft blue milk business. <laughs> Right? Yes. You know, slap absolutely. some trademark on that. Well, that you don't even need trademarks because the government's gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, and no regulations. By trademark, I mean mercenaries, bounty hunters, well, and Mandalorians to go. Do you hunt think down the new Republic FDA it, is really up and running four or five years after probably. Jedi? Probably. Oh no, probably. probably. Oh, they're a bureaucracy. Of course it is. I mean, it may not it's have outer, a outer rim. It may not. <laughs> He's got a point. Outer rim. It all may not have off. a large stretch beyond the places that they've occupied. But I guarantee you, within this, I mean, come on, the whole. Thing is one gigantic bureaucratic mess, bureaucratic mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that, that's that's that's. I think it's a wise entrepreneurial ship. Yeah, we're gonna have yeah. like seasonal flavors too Ooh. for the blue milk. It's gonna be amazing. Okay, fair. Really good. Uh, I just need a lot of money from you guys for bad. <laughs> Space pirate, got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go New Republic era too. Um, I, I just there's something about. Just the insanity of just not knowing where things can go, I think, at that point in time. I mean, again, it seems a little dangerous, but at the same time, like, you, I think you're hitting no on to something. was kind of dangerous, too, though. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you have a lot more Siths that can kill you in the Old Republic versus maybe you bump into one, maybe. But that's, like, getting, like, bitten by, like, 4,000, like, space sharks or something like that. That's just, just probably, yeah. like, not... You know, feasible. Great, that's a new See. nightmare. For <laughs> Actually, there's a reason that I like to run games in the New Republic era is because if I'm running a role playing game, it, there's a lot of mm. openness to it, and you can really have a lot of chaos in it. But I would rather live, yeah, <laughs> in the old Republic. Fair. All right. So, I kind of I know we've done this in the past when we did the first episode we did on Star Wars, but that was really before we changed our format and all that stuff. So, um, some of these pieces were kind of missing from that equation. And I figured it's good for us to still get into this. And we're going to kind of gloss over this stuff a little bit more. And our discussion about the Skywalker saga is really going to be more meant for the front half of this. And we'll really get into the nitty gritty of Rise of Skywalker after the break, as I said before. So I figured the best place to start is the way we talk about most of these episodes when we hit a topic is where all of us had our first kind of connection to Star Wars. And I know, again, as I mentioned, this is repeated for some of the things we've talked about in the past, but, um, you know, kind of some of the basics, like how old were you? What was your reaction like? You know, is this something you still care about as much as you did then as you do now? Or is it vice versa flipped? And why is it still important in pop culture? So um, I'm going to actually, again, I'm going to jump to Fish to start start us off with this. Um, I was somewhere between four and six when I I don't really have clear recollections of that age range, but I know I saw Return of the Jedi in a drive-in theater. I would have been six then. Um, actually, I would have been five, but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> my birthday's in September. It came out in May. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but it, it's it's been part of me, and my initial reaction was probably not as good as it is now. It's definitely grown over time. As a kid, it's kind of like, oh, neat. And then laser like, swords. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Things are exploding. Things are fun. Uh-huh. Look, a little green guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Fesh. Yeah. What? Where? Where is your Star Wars story begin? Oh man, probably somewhere around what what Fish was saying. Probably in that age range. Maybe a little bit later. Like I could see myself being maybe six or seven. Um, we had Star Wars on VHS. So I watched it over and over and over again, mainly for the action. I mean, it was a it was a really fun movie as a child, um, between the costuming and everything else. Plus, I didn't get to like watch a lot of violent things as a child. My parents are very protective, but for some reason, Star Wars 
existed outside that that limit that they put on it. So if I wanted to see people shooting people, it was Star Wars. You know, I remember being <laughs> giddy over the scene after uh, uh, Obi Wan dies, and there's just that massive shootout in the hangar. I used to love that scene as a child. It was there was just something exciting about the action and people are running around and you know laser beams are going off and it was just amazing. It wasn't until later that I, I developed an appreciation for the story because at first you know especially at that age it's all about the flashing colors you know the lights everything like that. So um, yeah, that would be yeah probably. The- so would you say your your love of things has increased or de- decreased though since then? Um, I think my love for the entire franchise it has. Um, it is matured would probably be the word that I would use. You know, I, I don't, I mean, matured obviously. Matured like a fine blue milk? Like a fine blue milk, which um, we have a completely new line coming out next month. But Well, actually, no, the, it, your, your blue cheese will be very interesting. Oh, no, it turns green when we cheese it. We haven't figured out why yet. No, it, it's, it's matured in the sense that, um, you know, the universe continues to expand. I haven't read a lot of the, the, the uh, old expanded universe, which is now Legends. I know, Fish, that is completely your territory as far as... Oh, is it not? <laughs> no, I, I've read a good number of them. Um, some of them are worth it. Mm-hmm. Some, some of them are not. <laughs> yeah, so, well, some yeah. of them are great, and sometimes they drop a moon on top of Chewie. And, so. and, the and some of them I, I, I'm glad that they got rid of. Oh, my. <laughs> well, well, no, but my, my, my knowledge of the universe as far as the older material isn't, isn't as intact. So I mean, really, it's the movies that, that drive me, and a few of the books. I've read some of the books. Um, I, I have a long-term plan of reading the entire old legends and starting all the new stuff. Um, you know, post post canon, I guess you would call it the the things that are coming out now that are now current canon. Current canon, that would be the right way to say it. But um, it's just a lot. It's an intimidating list of material to look at. It's it's big and it's getting bigger. Obviously, like every. I would day. probably stick with just the new canon at this point. You think so? Uh, yes, because you're going to read <laughs> conflicting things and it's going to become a scrambled mess in your brain. Eventually, that, that's fair. That's fair. And it's honestly, it's not as daunting to look at. And hey, like I have to read like twenty books. That came out what, in the last like 70, six years versus 70 like seventy plus or what's, probably. What's the, yeah. I know it's a hundred and fifty ish. Okay, that's Jesus. that's yeah. well, that's a larger number than seventy. That's way yeah. too many. I can do basic <laughs> math. Or just do Fuck what no. I did and you know read the old stuff and just when they said we're rebooting the universe, I'm like, all right, I'm out. It's like I'm good. <laughs> thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thank you for allowing me to get off the train now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's like comic books though. Like, and I think that's. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day because anyone who's used to comic books, because everyone was so upset when they like did that, and it was like, but this is no different than what they do in comic books all the fucking time. I remember having like... an argument with some uh, with somebody um, when Disney bought Star Wars. They were like, "Oh, they're going to do the the uh, the Thrawn trilogy." I'm like, "No, they're not. <laughs> Why not? Well, because one, the actors are all too old for it. By the time they get this going." And two, they're not going to want to do a script everybody's already read. They're going to cancel everything. They're going to throw out the canon and reboot the universe. They'll never do that. There's there's too much stuff involved. (laughs) That's exactly why they're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, And they did. Uh Uh-huh. That's fair. Yeah. So, Kat, how about you? Um, so I did not grow up with Star Wars. I first saw it when I was in high school and I thought they were cute movies, but I wasn't really like super, super into it until I played Knights of the Old Republic. And then I was like, oh, I get it now. (laughs) (laughs) And it really sucked me in there. Um, and yeah, so my, my, and like after playing that and then rewatching the movies, I have a very, like a new appreciation for them and I really enjoy them. Um, 
But yeah, so mine is my love for the franchise has definitely increased from where it started because again, I didn't grow up with it, so I didn't have that like lens to look at it through. And um, you kind of kind of got to go into it though too from a place of like here's the greater universe of which this all started, and then get down to a smaller story from there, which is kind well, of a great I saw place. the original ones first, but the um, but yeah, like that was what really hooked me was Knights mm-hmm. of the Old Republic. It was really good. <laughs> TJ. So, um... <coughs> choking. Um, <coughs> fish, knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm with Fish and uh, Fesh. Uh, or Mike and Fesh. <laughs> um, I uh, was about four, five or six when I was first introduced to Star Wars. Um, I'm a second generation nerd, so it was my father who introduced me <laughs> and um yeah and i think my feelings for it have like fesh said matured i don't think it's they've grown i was always interested in the jedi and it, it stayed the same whatnot. but like you're, you're yeah what you're looking at star wars for is not what you looked at it for when you were a kid yeah exactly when i was a kid it was you know no, actually, I don't know, because I still look for the lightsaber battles. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like looking at it the same way, and I can kind of join you in a lot of this, too. Yeah. It's like, for me, it's like the same reason I read, like, a Batman comic. It's like, I want to see Batman take down the villain and, like, have the intrigue and have, like, the right. banter with the Bat yeah. family and stuff like that. The same way I liked it when I was a kid. But now I can understand more, and I want right. more nuance. Right. But I also want kids to be able to enjoy it. Right. So as dumb as this sounds, I kind of want it like a Disney movie where there are jokes for the parents yeah. and there's jokes for the kids. You want that Star Wars sense. Rebels. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed Star Wars Rebels. So good. Yeah. Aaron. I just finished watching. Um, so I was two going on three when I saw Return of the Jedi in the drive-in theater. And that's where it all started. <laughs> uh, that that Halloween, I was Darth Vader. I think we got Halloween. to see pictures of that. Oh, I post that it's every so year on Halloween because it makes me laugh. <laughs> I was three years old at that time. My mom made my costume. She took like one of those um, tin like pie pans, and that's what she made my like breastplate out of. Oh my god, that's my adorable. parents wore the imperial like red guard uh, masks, and I sang the imperial march. From house to house. Um, my parents actually bought a VCR so I could watch Star Wars at home. Um, they also, and I wish I had still kept this, I had an R2-D2 um, laundry basket that they actually bought me for, I think, my third birthday. Yeah. Um, and it was as tall as I was. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... I am a huge nerd, and it's funny because my mom looks at those pictures, and or, you know, I was talking to my mom a couple of weeks ago, and she, you know, we were talking about Star Wars and all this stuff, and she was like, "I never, I never realized you were going to grow up and be such a nerd girl." And I was like, "Mom, I was three and wanted to be Darth Vader. Come on." Fair, um, that's a fair statement. To you know, but since it's funny, it's I've matured in the in my love for the the story and the movies. But they still hold those three original New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi still hold such a place in my heart. And I love them every single time I watch them. And it's funny because I see kids who kind of had that same experience with Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And I'm hoping that the kids this at this age 
will have that same kind of, you know, like with the, these next three. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, I would say, again, it, it was piggybacking off a lot of things that were said, but I was probably, again, that sweet spot age between like five and ten. Yeah. Like that was it just clicked. And I remember going to like a little video store down the street from where we live now and just going down there and like my dad was like, you should watch this. You would really, really like it. It was Star Wars. So it was like the original VHS tape and going home and like watching it like probably four or five times from like that like overnight rental like just you just recycle it and recycle it and recycle mm-hmm. it and just don't stop and that is all you did when you went to the v- like video store because you can't copy it you right. have to watch it and get it all in because right. you have to return it unless you right. had the camcorder and the tripod God the camcorder and the tripod was the best thing in the world <laughs> I mean nobody did that in my house no <laughs> <laughs> I think the statute of limitations have passed on that yes. I think you're okay You're probably so. um, but I remember though after that and like going back to the video store again and just running it again. And my dad was like, you know, there's more, right? And I'm like, what? And I'm like, this is, this is like amazing. But it was funny though. It was, wasn't until I was probably like nine or 10 that I think I realized the continuity of the story because I think I always watched them constantly out of order. It was like a new hope. And then like, you know, Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back and just not being able to fit the story together until I was a little bit older and kind of really follow what was happening. And my my young brain could not fathom certain things that were happening at all. Like, none of those pieces <laughs> lined up. None of it made sense. Like, I was like, I knew Luke got a robot hand, but I didn't remember where or how it happened or any of those Aww. pieces. Like, certainly, I guess your childhood brain removes a factor that someone just lost an arm or a hand in this. Mm-hmm. His his dad cut it off. Or Oh, should I put up spoilers on no. that? No. Just in case nobody's oh, seen. Okay, just want to no. make sure. <laughs> It, if they haven't seen it, they're probably not listening to this podcast. It's a 39-year-old spoiler. I think you're okay. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Does that fall in the... Okay. We're, we're fine. We're, 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 we're I always shape. worry about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I you know, like my love has definitely ebbed and flowed, though, over the years where it was, you know, up until the point where, like, I think Shadows of the Empire came out and it was like 19, like 96. Um, right around there, it was like 95, 96, where it was this kind of multimedia event where they're like... Here's a book and a soundtrack and a video game. And this is what you'll get from Star Wars. And then they're like, we're going to do the special editions. And I'm like, I can finally see them in the theater. And I saw them in the theater. I'm like, I could probably just, just watch these at home. It would have been fine. But, um, but we but, got to see them in the theater. But yeah. I got to yeah. see them in the theater. And it was special. I got to do that with my dad. And it was a really great thing to kind of have that moment to share. And then, like, you know, all of a sudden the new film started. And it was kind of like, hey, Star Wars is back. And, like, we watched that all generation uh, like in our generation just yeah. watch it explode again and have this really important cultural significance again for pop culture so did you wait in line with us for tickets for yep. episode one uh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I went there after school i think it was like on a wednesday and you camped out overnight <laughs> i did yeah and it was you me and a couple other friends that were there Tim and like sullivan and yeah we we were all hanging out until like i think midnight and they're like okay i gotta go to school in the morning bye <laughs> Because I think it was like a sophomore or like a, yep. or like a junior or something like that when that happened. We camped out for when Toys R Us released the the line of merchandise for that oh, first nice. uh, I did. I think I did that yeah. for a KB Toys. Uh, oh I we, I God. went with friends just because like we wanted to see all the things and right? like what was going to be. And I remember even back then like just the craziness of the situation because like you know like. Coca-Cola and like the the Coca-Cola company had like all the cans like with the limited yep. edition cans out there and all that stuff so people were collecting everything. Speaking of toys, how many people here had original Star Wars toys as I, a child and just destroyed I did. Them? Oh, oh yeah. well, I played with them so much. Yeah. Like they got played to death and now as an adult I look back and I I kind of blame my parents for not Buying two of everything and putting some aside. I didn't Ooh, have them. Then, I, know, I know. I didn't have them as as, as when I was little. I but I 
went to it because we had a great farmer's market down the street from here for the longest time. (laughs) So when I got obsessed with Star Wars and they weren't making anything Star Wars at that point in time, like 1989, Kenner's not making anything. So, but like we used to go to the dirt mall and be like, go find places that were trying well, there to was open. that one store yeah and, there and they was a, had them all in the display case they did and oh, they charged awesome. a small fortune for them because they thought they were worth a thousand dollars and my dad Oof. used to oh, haggle Jesus. all the time and yeah. i remember oh, walking God. home Oof. with a giant at-at um nice. like well, it was like 1990 yeah uh, we used to do that and go to the comic book store and then, it was and then they would have the uh the the flea market out back yep and mm-hmm. that's where you would really find the gold yeah you guys definitely. keep saying had what? uh my dad still has all of the action figures. Oh, wow. my dad probably still has some of mine <laughs> in, in a his box attic somewhere. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, but, yeah, but still, oh, I, I have still have though. a bunch of yeah. action figures. Act- They're in my father-in-law's attic. <laughs> <laughs> what condition are these in? And if you <laughs> supply <laughs> me with addresses later, they, I'm just curious. The old I, no, ones no, they're are, my retirement plan. Yeah, they, they uh, the old be. ones That's are in legit. fair condition. Mm-hmm. The the new ones from episode one, um, they're actually still mitten box. Now those wow. those might not be worth as much though. No, they yeah, are. Because I, I was going to say, I think that's with with Star Wars toys. It really, they were one of the first, you know, outside of baseball cards and other things like right. that, that that really started that whole collectibles market. Yeah. And now, since the collectibles market exists and everybody knows about it, everybody saves everything. Yeah. And we will never George see this kind of thing yeah. again. There was a really great thing on Netflix called the uh, this was the, the toys, toys that, that made, made us. us. They yeah. did a whole thing on Star Wars, and it is amazing. Yeah. Because Lucas pretty much made his money on the merchandise. Fox didn't, Fox didn't yeah, think it was going to do well. Yeah. No one believed in it. Yeah, and yeah. so they they were basically like, "All right, you know, if you're willing to give up cash yep. up front, you can you can have the rights to the to the toys. You can you can have the cares whatever. You can have final call about the sequels and the merchandising rights. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> he thought he was going to make a couple like t-shirts a couple movie posters yeah, and lunch yeah. boxes and stuff like that and then all they of a sudden they had no the... idea so actually None. i do remember because again i didn't watch them until i was a teen but i do remember going to um and like going to my cousins in pittsburgh and like playing with star wars toys then as a kid and we were just kind of like you know i didn't really know what they were but I kind of knew, like that they were it was spaceships yeah. and all that different stuff, and it was really fun. Oh yeah! But yeah, I just hadn't had no connection with them. <laughs> yeah, I think I still have a 1978 X-wing in my dad's oh, attic. Nice. Um, nice. I mean, it's not in the worst condition, but it's not in great condition either. It doesn't matter I, I, to me. It doesn't matter. They're originals, you know. They, oh, yeah. they speak to a time that we may oh, never yeah. see again. I still have know. a Return of the Jedi sleeping bag. And it's actually Aww. in really great conditions. In the back oh of my, my parents' car, my mom travels with it as like the emergency blanket. That's cute. And it's it's still in great condition. I, um, I forgot about that. I had Star Wars bed sheets. Oh yeah, I completely they were the itchiest things in the world because they were the crappiest thread. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> oh, I, I had Ninja Turtle ones. It's okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, all right. So let's move into the next part of this and, you know, really kind of looking at this, though, this is where this kind of starts evolving a little bit more. So through 42 years of history of Star Wars at this point, how has the franchise kind of actually, like, you know, really evolved? You know, how, what was storytelling kind of, how that, how has that changed? I know, obviously, we can talk about the effects work and stuff like that. And we know that was kind of the pinnacle of what changed movie making completely. Um, But I mean, like, you know, does the magic of the original trilogy uh, trilogy still kind of exist and does that survive today? Um, you know, like then we even talk about things like the force, like fish, you wrote up this idea when we we're trying to come up right. with topics of this, yeah. how has even that evolved? And yeah. like all of these things are massive. So I just figure I'll let anybody just dive in. However, they're ready to rock. So pacing for the 1970s and movies 
was a little bit different than it is in the modern day. So for episode one, uh, four, you know, A New Hope, you, you have really long periods of downtime in it. And even The Empire Strikes Back, you start to get a lot more action-packed into it. And Return of the Jedi, of course, you know, it's all action. And then you get the prequels and now the uh, sequels, and they are very action-packed. There's not a lot of downtime in some of the newer movies. But, like, going back to that first one, it's sometimes hard to watch those first half hour of that movie where they're the two droids just wandering through the desert for a half hour. <laughs> See, I disagree. I, I kind of like them for that reason, to be okay. perfectly honest, because they, they do, they really get you into the, the, the mood. You know, they really build your connection to, um, to the world that they're describing to you. And I, that's actually one of my, my dislikes about some of the more modern ones has been they move, I think, too quickly. Okay. And I understand you have to pack a lot in. There's a lot going on, right. but at the same time, it just feels sometimes they don't like, have a second to breathe. You don't have a second to breathe. You don't have a second to breathe, and and you're hopping around so much that I don't ever feel like I'm being sucked into the world. Again, the droids walking around for long stretches. You're right. right. I mean, for it a is, half hour is it's a pretty much. boring, but at the same time, you're getting that feel for this desert world, for this openness. You know. So just be, just out of curiosity, because I feel like the Mandalorian actually has that sort of pacing. Does that suck you in a bit more? I is that more love your? Because I was gonna say yes. that has that a bit slower it, beat pacing. Yeah, the, well, the whole the, second episode was just him walking around. I, I mean, know. Let's be honest. I pretty so. much would look well, up. I'm was, like, oh, it's Baby yeah. Yoda. Okay. Yeah, but no, I know. I, the Mandalorian is probably one of my favorite parts <laughs> of the franchise. But that's at this different point, but. because you go into it; it's a 40 minute episode. Yeah, yeah. they're not going to do a half hour of no. And I understand wandering yeah. the desert yeah. before <laughs> you even meet the next character. Yeah, and I understand you can't. I think I think the newer ones, it's just the the amount of things packed into it. It can be sometimes you you find yourself missing things, mm-hmm. you know, or or you feel like things have been glossed over. Yeah, that just might be modern movie making too. Because that's fair. I, I feel as though people's you know senses of. Uh, Attention have kind of been a little shortened, and you know, I'm but... a Pisces, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, it took me a while, before, like, I remember just growing up with it. It took me until I was probably 15 or 16 to realize how freaking whiny Luke was in that first damn movie, <laughs> yeah. Because, well, I mean, like, honestly, though, know, too, it's it's once you're not that age range, you go. <laughs> Oh yeah, and you're like. Hence, <laughs> by coming into it as 15 or 16 and watching Luke, I'm like, my God. No, it's like you're growing yeah. up and you're like, that's right, Luke. You totally shouldn't have to. You shouldn't be able to go get your power converters. <laughs> this is bullshit. And then you're like, God damn it, kid. And <laughs> that was my biggest complaint uh, about. Uh, um, oh, sec. There, what it would be movie eight. Come on, why can't I put a name to it? Last, Last Jedi? Jedi. Last Jedi. Thank you. Um, it seems like they revisited that in last year. What do you think? I, I kind of felt like we got angsty Luke again, which was bad enough at the right age, but was horrendous on an older actor. So Ca- I actually completely disagree. I, really? that, um, the last Jedi actually made me appreciate Luke's character far more than I had in the original, because I thought it gave him a human side that I didn't feel he had he wasn't the, the second coming of christ he, yeah because i mean he was a little mary sueish in the original ones and this gave him a lot more depth it gave him a lot like i thought the yeah. last Jedi gave him a lot more to work with and um, wasn't uh, oh no i mean yeah. and that's that's a fair thing to say i i figured my my personal opinion is i could see a melancholy and somewhat broken luke 
Yeah, but that's and not that angsty seemed... to me. That's see, that's how it came. But across that's what I'm to saying. Me. Oh, you you came across yeah. melancholy. Oh, it, it did ca- not come yeah. across melancholy to me at all. I I literally felt like. Aww. Did you feel like old man yells at cloud? <laughs> Somewhat. Okay. Somewhat. <laughs> but it just it it I don't know. It it seemed like the character just kind of was a little too flippant for my a little too snarky in a in a um grizzled and jaded way that to me does speak of angst that spoke to brokenness for me okay so, fair yeah, yeah that's fair it, it I, maybe it's yeah. more of a mel- melancholy thing and a it kind of reminded me of um yoda yeah. actually yeah because like when he in the last jedi when he slaps her wrists okay it's the same as yoda rooting around in his thing and He's trying stealing to get his the flashlight. Yeah. Steal, and stealing his flashlight. Okay. okay. Snarky and weird. I'll and have to. Like, you know yeah. what? Let, I may. Well, I may need to rewatch those. When two we back when we back. start going into ranking these things, I think that's where a lot of this is going to come into play, though, too, yeah. because like the parallels between the original trilogy and then the sequel trilogy are dramatic. Mm-hmm. But it's also not, it's not only plot beats sometimes, but it's character motivations and but the it's unexpected people in those roles. Um, which is, I think, what throws people for a loop. But I also think what's really tricky about both the prequels and the sequel trilogy is expect. They're regardless of people having expectations or not. You, by the time you're done, even if you say you have no expectations, and you see something, and you're like, "Well, I would have rather that happen," which means you had expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that people forget a little bit, and it's kind of like, "Oh, I really that I would have never expected this," but. And it's it's that statement when people have that like that second piece there, and I think that gets a little tricky. Um, but no, I mean I agree with both of the you know TJ and Cat though. Like I thoroughly loved Luke's arc. I know a lot of people despise Luke's arc in those in that movie, but I yeah. I, I thoroughly it's thought what they did there was, was was great. But it's, and for many many reasons, I you know I know you know persons of color that have a huge issue with the Last Jedi uh, in the way that certain things are represented, and it's I'm not going to go into it here because for me like. I will never be able to do that conversation justice the way that a lot of those people talk about it in great length. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a lot of ways to cite those things. And I don't want to bastardize the, a lot of discussions those people have had. Um, but I mean, you know, I think in the grand scheme of things, though, there's the that that stuff has done such a great job, I think, in creating an evolution, I think, you know. Again, say what you will about the Last Jedi, but the, one of the great things I really love, and I, when we say how how has it evolved, is these always are meant to be movies for children first, and we yes. still hold on to them in kind of a, a lot of people and from all of our generations in a kind of a gatekeepery way that grew up with it because you're like, no, 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 how dare somebody else love the thing I love more than I did? I got picked on it for a kid when I was a kid. Now everybody likes it and it's okay, and there's like this malice that people sometimes have against it and all, but. Um, well, I feel like with the, because one of the notes was like, do you feel the storytelling has improved? And I don't. But I don't think it needs to. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's fair. But because yeah. it's a kid's movie, and right, I think right. it really holds that. And that's a good thing, though, because it's a space, at the heart, it's a space fantasy. Yep. And it's supposed to reach, it's supposed to be a distilled. Like, it's a family film. Yeah. It's not supposed to be, like, very, very nuanced. You want, like. It's a morality big, play. It's, yeah. It's yeah. what they are. It's They're, a myth. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's how myths are told. Mm-hmm. You know, there are big ideas that are inhabiting these small people. Mm-hmm. And oh, <laughs> sorry, cat. cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, actual cat, not the one over here. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's it's the same with superheroes. Superheroes and Star Wars are modern day myths. 
that we tell to show the difference between right and wrong. That's why there's not a lot of nuance in the Force in the trilogy. I know we could go into side stories and go, <laughs> you know, oh, here are the we're, we're here to talk about the Skywalker saga. Right. So there's not a lot. It's either you're good or you're bad. There's a yeah. dark side. There's a light side. There, It's a myth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, some myths got into, you know, deeper themes. And you can do that in, and sometimes Star Wars tries. Mm-hmm. The success of, and failure is depending upon your interaction with it as we just saw mm-hmm. uh or as we just heard really um, <laughs> but yeah i'm with cat the story you're telling i think doesn't need to evolve um it just can't lose its footing essentially right. it has to stay on an even level mm-hmm. i think yeah. across and i think they succeeded with that probably through all the trilogies prequel you know prequel to current um even if people disagree you know with what if they personally like that i'm like for us, though, too, if you think about it, the prequel trilogy was at the time of everything being like for kids was it was extreme. Everything was over the top and things like that. That's what the prequel trilogy kind of was. It played to the audience of children at that time like, perfectly. Um, you know, then you get to now when it's a little bit more focused. It's a little bit darker. Um, again, playing to what kids are used to now. Was, right. mm-hmm. They're. Kids today are a little bit used to being talked to more of like adults mm-hmm. than I think has happened in the past, which shows how dramatic things have changed in 20 years. You know, so right. I think it's interesting. I found it funny, too, because so, as I said, I was I was two going on three when I when I saw the movie for the first time. There was no PG PG thirteen back then. It was just G P G R, right? Correct. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So um, I think PG uh, wasn't even until well, PG. it was PG and R. I think even G. No, so G was there. G was G was around. PG thirteen okay. was invented for Temple of Doom. Okay. Yes. Oh, right. So I was talking to a friend today who has a three year old, and I was like, "Well, I saw I saw that Star, I saw Star Wars when I was his age. Oh, it would be fine. He'll love it." He got a text back saying, "Oh, this is PG thirteen. This probably is not a good idea." And then I'm going, "Oh God, I probably saw something I probably wasn't really meant That's to so see funny. or wasn't ready to see, but I still loved it." So. Yeah. It, would only, it would have only been for the violence, I think. I mean, there isn't yeah. profanity, there isn't nudity. That's so. true. Although, and I think even the violence, like you were saying, you weren't allowed to watch violence things growing up. Yeah. But there's it's no blood. It's space violence. It's no, space exactly. violence. <laughs> there's yeah. no blood. Yeah. The stormtroopers the, the, might as well be robots. That's not true. There's blood in um, one, A two, hope. three, four of the movies. That's really? fair. Yes. Well, when, when they cuts the uh, when uh, Obi Wan in the uh, cantina cuts the dude's <laughs> yeah. arm off, yeah. there's That's a pool true. of blood there. I can't remember the guy's name. See, the, like there's... there's so many stormtroopers that get killed. All you see is like pew. Stormtroopers, and... yeah. stormtroopers <laughs> are almost like cobra robots, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like like it doesn't it doesn't hit you on a visceral level because they're, they're people, a faceless like, entity, right? I yeah. mean, yeah, you don't you never view them as people until honestly the prequels. That's true. Like yeah. when you see a person underneath the mask or right. like watching the Clone Wars animated series. Yep. You don't view them as people. You're just mindless killing machines. Mm-hmm. But there's blood in Return of the Jedi when yeah. Chewbacca hurts his leg and Han's like, Chewie, you're hurt. Oh, that's true. Uh, when... There's blood spray in episode one. Yeah, that's okay. true. And then there's blood in episode seven. Huh. That's also true. Because Chewbacca gets shot. That's right. Yeah. Chewie. <laughs> and yeah. And it's ben, a Wookiee life. Ben's bleeding from the chest. Yep. From right. the blaster bolt shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a fair amount. And honestly, well, there's a lot of well, stuff. Well, the rap but, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call that a fair amount. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, so one of the other things, too, because I think it's worthwhile to bring up, though, is how much the Force has changed mm. from the original trilogy 
going into the mm. prequel trilogy and then to the current trilogy. See, see, for me, um, so uh, it, I read an article where basically it said every movie added a new power to the Force. You know, in some way, shape, or form. You know, in the in the original movie, it was really just you know, here's the Jedi mind trick, mm-hmm. um, and the deflection of blaster bolts, and the deflection of blaster bolts. Then the second movie, you could move things with your mind. You could levitate, and right. you could move rocks and lift yeah. ships. And then in the third movie, there was and force jump. lightning. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I, I'm talking real, uh, original trilogy, and then the yeah, prequel, yeah, you tri- could, and then the, the prequel tri- trilogy. You know, you had. You know, uh, I can use the force to jump really high or run, run the, faster. You had that in Empire Strikes Back. Well, the, the, not the, the jump in Empire, the jump, yeah. but not yes, the run. Not the run. Um, you know, and then there was the dual lightsaber. Oh my gosh, who ever thought of that? Um, That's but each movie, more a fighting technique. Than well, the force, yeah, but though. it's still you know <laughs> to be pedantic. Each, each movie added something to the force. So for me, the force has always been. This there was, it was ever, constantly evolving. It was it constantly never evolving. So like yeah. in the new trilogy, a lot of people complained about the force powers being added and i'm like but it happens all the time yeah, every even one. in the books they just you know hey we need the force to do the force is the all-powerful well mcguffin yeah and my <laughs> assumption and you can correct me if i'm wrong here uh, uh fisher tj my assumption is too you have to understand you're seeing the force through a very limited amount of force users throughout the entire yep. the entire uh, uh franchise now the books may expand much more upon it but you get to meet more sith and more mm-hmm more Jedi than you do in the series. It's actually quite limited as far as how many people are actually running out around out there with a trained level of force use, you know? So I, I thought it was kind of, I, I've always, I still have a weird feeling about the Metaglorians being added in, in, in the prequels. And I know was, they don't equal force. They're just a signifier of the amount of force someone might potentially have, but it was still kind of just, I don't know. It left a weird taste in my mind. Well, be thankful that we didn't see the other version of seven, eight, and nine that Lucas planned. Because that yeah. was going to go into detail in great length about that, apparently. Really? Yes. And Kathleen Kennedy and Disney and Bob Iger said, thank you, George. We, we will take this under advisement. We're not going to utilize your things. And that's actually what led him to have a fallout with, with Disney. Interesting. Um, he thought they were going to use his uh, his his shells for his 789. Yeah. So. Well, I think like the, the one thing with the midichlorians is like, if you... So, again, Star Wars is a space fantasy. It follows a lot of fantasy formulas. It veers, so that brings a little more of the sci-fi element into it that people aren't used to because they're used to more of a fantasy type of approach to it. So, like when describing, I mean, if you go into forces like a magic system, the second you start to get, like, if you didn't start out very technical with it, when you start introducing more tech into it, people are like, "Wait, but this is my fantasy thing." It's like right. adding so. the laws of thermodynamics to a fireball. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, supposed to set everything. No, it's What's not in the rules. With that? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, obviously, we have to be very careful about the way we talk about seven, eight, nine still with the force because, like we said, obviously, nine, we see a massive movement forward with some right. new things. What Spoilers, are really... Rob. I, I said we're going to hold there so we can okay. talk about it later. I didn't say we're going to talk about it now. I, I had proposed this question. What I was really gearing at was how in, like, the prequels, you see a high amount of force use, and then in the original trilogy, it kind of lower, lowers down because the number of force users has waned. And then, as we're building up to the force, you know, the force awakens; it's coming back, and the power floods back in. That's kind of what I was gearing yeah. at. Okay, with no, the and that, proposal that makes sense. The question yeah. is like, what do we think of 
that is that a good plot device uh, of the force becoming more prevalent in right. society again? <laughs> I mean, I, me personally, I, I love that idea. I read some of the the comics from that take place pre episode seven, but connect to the characters from episode seven, like yeah. Poe Dameron, like. We know that his family lived, their house was outside of uh, a place that had a forest tree growing out front, which made Poe um, very force sensitive, which is why he's one of the best pilots. Like, I love those concepts and ideas where it stretches and mm. widens these concepts of people that are maybe more attuned to the force because you have people from like that thought or lived in generations with, you yeah. know, the Jedi yep. that still believe these ways. I'm, I'm all for. I'm all for the moving, getting more Jedi and even more Sith because eventually what I want is, you've all seen Harry Potter, right? Mm -hmm. The battle in the Ministry of Magic. Yeah. I want that, but with lightsabers. Ah, that would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> It'll be interesting after we, when we talk about episode nine, I'm really curious on what, where people think things are heading because I think there's something without talking about it now, the door is very open because of something specific from episode nine. So, um, yeah, it's a little tricky of. Spoiler. We'll save it for later. Again, Jesus. I didn't say anything. I was very ambiguous. And I did say this whole thing is we're talking about all this stuff and it's going to be a spoiler cast. So don't care. All right. All right. Let's kind of move forward a little bit and talk about some of our favorite moments across the nine films. And I'm just going to kind of go around a little There's bit. There's a we'll... table in my way. I can't move forward. <laughs> then you have to move backwards. We'll move our Fair discussion enough. forward. So, if anybody has, long. has a has a favorite moment from episodes one through nine, feel free to start off. We'll start start off. If not, I'm just going to call on somebody. Oh, I, I I'll tell you right now. Um, a new hope. The compactor scene. The trash compactor scene. I, the That's whole thing. The, yeah. the 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 gunfight leading to them shooting through the the wall and escaping into the garbage chute. Flyboy. Yep. <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden, oh, the danger involved and the risk, and then the droids saving him. Well, R two in particular saving him, but the you know when they're screaming in joy and he's misinterpreting <laughs> that. Oh, you know, I, I don't know. I love that scene. Absolutely love it, start to finish. That would be my most favorite. Aaron. Um. I have a couple, but I think well, the, we can go around a couple. The big, I'm sure. well, the, my, my my I think my most favorite is scruffy looking nerf herder. <laughs> the banter, the, the, the banter. banter between Leia and Han, and it's then fantastic. when she finally just loses it, and his his oh. response is so fantastic. Like, Who you call him, Scruffy? <laughs> Cat. <laughs> I mean, realistically, it's anything with the Ewoks and the Jawas. <laughs> All right. I'm very connected to the small people, Rob. No, I get you. I freaking love Wicket. Wicket They're is the amazing. best. They're fantastic. TJ. I would have to probably say the lightsaber duel between Vader and Luke in Empire Strikes Back. Okay. The, just the, the, the sword play and the... Because it's really the first time you see Vader cut loose. Yeah. And it's like, oh... No wonder everybody's scared of this son of a bitch. <laughs> and that was going to be mine too, but I, I have a backup. But I, I understand why, though, because again, it, it's Luke who's not really skilled at using a sword. He's not ready for this. He's not ready for this. And <laughs> it, it's him two-handing a sword, and Vader just one hand, and the rest of the time just just winging stuff at him. Yeah. And yeah. it's just kind of like, go ahead, just. Tr it's kind of like it's you know like when you're in front of somebody like you know that if you have a long arms reach over them and you have your head on their hand mm -hmm. or sorry your hand on their head. 
and they're trying to swing at you and they just can't reach. Yeah. And that was what he was essentially it's doing. It's technique that versus fight. passion. Yeah. yeah. And that's it this was This is why the Jawas will murder you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we all know Ewoks are cannibals. Yeah. We do see some bloody stormtrooper helmets in the end of uh, Jedi. That and doesn't make them eat... cannibals. They didn't mean they ate them. Yeah. <laughs> Cannibal would be would imply oh, sorry, that they, they eat their, their own, own species. Oh, yeah. Sorry. They're sorry. just being resourceful. They're just carnivores. They're, they're, yeah. Carnivores. Car- yeah, yeah, they were going to eat Luke, Han and, uh, Luke and Han at some point. That's, yeah. I mean, they're yeah. resourceful. So they just need meat. The amount, the most likely the amount of, of you know, scout troopers and such that were eaten by Ewoks by the end of that celebration. Oh, absolutely. That's <laughs> pretty epic. That, that's not the most disturbing part of that. You realize they dressed up Leia, which meant they were probably going to do other things with her. Way to take that in a really twisted, dark place. Uh, thank you, TJ. Thank you for that. Thank you. And just remember, there's no underwear in space. <laughs> Why? Because George Lucas says so. That's right. Um, for me, I would actually say the the first time we see, like when we're on Hoth and we have the Hoth fight, that the ATATs versus the snow speeders was such fight. an amazing, yeah. like, your your my brain melted as a kid seeing that because it was just so like just massive in scope and scale. No, like I've never seen anything like it, and I don't think we'll ever see anything that matches that that kind of idea again. That will ever kind of have it dialed in as as well as that did. Well, it's funny because I was talking to my mom about this uh, a little while ago, and she says she remembers the first moment seeing A New Hope and how massive that ship was as it flies over in that first shot. And oh, she's the like, destroyer. Yeah, because she's like, I never remember seeing anything of that kind of just massive amount in space like that was the first kind of movie like this it felt like scale was mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it was, it was and then, then, again you look at Mel Brooks's joke with that in Spaceballs like yes. he has Spaceball 1 it goes and like oh it's the giant oh it oh, keeps going it keeps going yeah still going <laughs> And about 30 seconds later, then you see the end ass end of the ship and you're like, okay, that was a really kind of great joke. But it's true, though. It's It was that idea of that sense of scale was nothing was ever like it. Before. But even like that stop motion animation they use for Hoth and stuff, you never saw. I mean, other than like something like um like Jason the Argonauts and stuff like that, you never yeah. seen anything like that well, in a space type Not battle. only that, but no one was ballsy enough to do that on a white background. Right, yeah. it was yeah. never done, and that's why if you go back and if you have old VHS tapes and still have a VCR of that, well, you still look runs, at the cockpits of the, the snow ships, speeders. They're, they're translucent. They're translucent. Yeah, because yeah. it's the only way they can get the mat line out. Yep. They had to make really? the ships look translucent. Yeah, the, it you, was one of the things they fixed in the special THX. Edition. No, they fixed it in the THX, THX not the special edition. But you can still see it, and you can still see it in Blu-ray copies today. That's because yep. they you can still they still can't quite get it perfect. Wow, because they had they made the ships that. That see-through to to deal with that thick mat mat lining it Jeez. was crazy, huh. but it was nobody was ballsy enough to do it. And they're like, we can do it, and they pulled it off. Okay, so from the moment Luke starts hiding on a second Death Star, and Vader realizes he has a sister, all the way through Vader's redemption is like a pivotal moment, like that I can dial in and just watch in my head over and over. That's awesome. Oh, it's that it's shot of one. Luke underneath it's the really steps good. where oh, yeah. you have mm-hmm. the light playing tricks uh-huh. with the way they All shot the it. way up to Vader pitching the Emperor over the railing. Yeah. I mean, because I love that scene, though, too. Like, I, I can see that in my head every time. It's it's that blue light shining on Luke's face where he's mm-hmm. half in to the dark side at that yeah. point and half still with the Jedi. And you're like, where is this going to fall? But it was crazy. Um, if, you, if you want more moments, okay. I got more um, moments. I got more, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so actually like an actual one is, uh, the cantina scene for me, um, still really sucks me in every time because I feel like 
That was one of those ones where the scope broadened a lot. You saw so many different aliens. It was a lot of like music and noise and it was just really, it dragged you in. Well, it also went from humanoid to like, and there's like humans and robots to all of a sudden like, oh my God, there's a whole bunch of different alien creatures too. Mm -hmm. It was very cool for that. Uh, I'm going to throw my second one in real quick, too, because it's one of those moments. There's a moment from the prequels that I just I get infatuated with every time it happens. And it's Palpatine and Anakin at the opera scene. And that speech Uh from Palpatine to Anakin is so good and creepy and haunting, where it's the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise. I just love, love, love that scene. I I just thoroughly find it incredibly enjoyable. My. Oh, sorry. Can I? Oh. No, I'm I didn't just want. I'm sorry. I thought stroking fesh- my beard. Oh, no, well then. <laughs> did you give your first? Forget. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, trash compact. Yes, yeah, he's trash a compactor. trash compactor. Yeah, I started with you. Best scene in the entire. When Han and Luke are scene. saving Leia, and you get the everything's fine here. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then the aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Nah, the snappy, the snappy snarky. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, Vader walking up the steps with the clones following him. Oh, Episode in the Jedi three, Temple, in the Purge. Going to Purge the Temple. Oh, God, that's it's, it's heartbreaking. A, it is, but it's a phenomenal, like, well-planned-out yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. And it just shows, like, the destructive force that's about to march across the universe. You have to have a Across sec- the galaxy. <laughs> I, I would assume you have it, have I, more than one moment I've in nine s- movies that you would I've been thoroughly enjoy. I've been struggling to come up with, with, uh, with other scenes. The problem is, is I, I think I like most of the uh, heart wrenching scene of Obi Wan. You were my brother. <laughs> Here, okay. So this is where I have to admit I've only seen one. Oh no! I've seen bits <laughs> of two and three, and and I was unhappy. I also have never finished. Yeah. I've seen now, all of three. Having said I've that, seen chunks of one and two. I intend now that that the loop has been closed to go back and rewatch one, two, and three. I've got I've got Disney Plus, so I've got the capability of doing it. Uh, I do feel that I need to to go ahead and include those in my knowledge of the overall series, at least at least for for the movie series. Again, the canon's a whole different story. The lore is a whole different story. Um, but if I do have any more favorite scenes, they definitely probably be in four, five, and six. To be perfectly honest, I, I do, and that's a nostalgia thing. I don't think that's in any way talking sure. about the 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 more modern ones. It's just. My childhood was so wrapped up in those those, those original three. three movies that it's hard for me to um, bring up the same level of love. I mean, I love the entire mm-hmm. franchise, but it, it's they, they stand alone. They're gems in their own right, you know, to me. So I actually can't bring up my well, like one of my favorites because it's actually it was in the new movie. So we'll discuss it when you know we talk about that. Okay. Yeah, one of my favorites is in the Ewok movie, so I can't <laughs> talk about Wolf of Brimley, but it's okay. <laughs> So, um, an- another one, you know, the Ray and Finn, they're running, you know, from the TIE fighters. And mm-hmm. he says, well, what about that ship? And she says, that's garbage. And they get to that. They get and, to that. And, the, and the, the, the ship they're heading for blows up. And she's like, the garbage will do. Yeah. <laughs> and they pan. And it's just the Falcon sitting there. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh. Uh-huh. That was a fantastic yeah. scene. Um, <laughs> Duel of the Fates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When yeah. that mu- music yeah. starts up. And they face off. And it's really, when you look at the series, it's the first time you have, like, the the, the full series of force powers going off in a lightsaber. Jedi mode. and Sith in their prime. Yeah, exactly. Um, complete with the acrobatics, the, the, the good sword play, all the way up until 
you know, it, the, the doors close, the, the, the energy fields close. And then when Qui-Gon, is, Maul starts pacing, and Qui-Gon Obi-Wan. meditates. Oh, Qui-Gon, yeah. Um, and that was, it showed right there, more than anything else, I think, in the entire series, whoops, um, showed the difference between the light side and the dark side. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, I've got one final one for myself, personally, before we move on to everybody's one least favorite. But <laughs> um, I would say, honestly, though, too, it's Force Awakens as well. And it's actually jumping moments later in that same sequence you're talking about when they're actually in... You know, in the Falcon, in the Falcon. Yeah. and then the actual turret uh, gun jams, and we see Ray drop the engines of the ship to flip it uh, up, like belly up, that just was... so Finn can get a shot off. And it was such an amazing, like uh-huh. I remember watching that with everybody, and the entire audience just erupted because it was such this great, wonderful dogfight moment that like we haven't seen in a, a Star Wars film in a long time mm-hmm. on a scale that was like that. Like we've seen these giant battles where you kind of get lost in the action, but this was you know, the Falcon against what three tie fighters. Right. I mean it was just something about it felt like what we we were so used to what we came to from episodes four or five and six. So the there's one last one. <laughs> the the Ray going into the uh underground in The Last Jedi when she's finally like getting into oh, the yeah. whole Sith feel or dark side, the yeah. pit of the dark side and mm-hmm. the the whole good. sequence there is just phenomenal. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. I, I was, actually, that was a gorgeous sequence. Yeah, yeah. Now but, reminded of that, yeah, I would agree with you. That, that would be one of mine too. There's something I can pick for every episode. So fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, so least favorite for people. Anything involving Jar Jar. Oh, that's Amen. what I was going to That say. was exactly what I was going to oh, say. Oh, I knew there were going to be other thoughts on that on the also, table. Also, are that you there. an angel? Oh, Jesus. Or oh. anything involving that kid. <laughs> that kid I don't, couch I don't like the look on fishes. I did. Is Jar Jar <laughs> a favorite character of yours? No. Oh, okay, good. You were concentrating. No, I wasn't no, sure. They're, they're, there are much worse scenes than Jar Jar. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't talk about my least favorite scene until the second act. Okay. okay. Interesting. <laughs> um, I'm curious now. I will say... It's episode two, so Attack of the Clones, and there is a moment where we have Obi-Wan Kenobi go inside of a diner that was out of the 1950s, and you're like, what is happening? Like, who just got- Coruscant. There's there's bound to be a diner on Coruscant. I get that. Do we need to see it? (laughs) And that's the question. He he was keeping a low profile, dressed up in his Jedi Doesn't change the fact that it was a horrible scene. I thought, Horrible you were gonna, scene. I thought you were going to say, you know, there was sand everywhere, and I hate sand. No, <laughs> no dude. De- I'm sorry. Unfortunately, I can see Dexter's character being interesting. Yeah. That scene was just... it. Came, it the, the movie came to a grinding halt, <laughs> and it was like... Space what? diner. Yeah, it was, just, it was just odd. It was just very odd, um, but... Whew. Mine was just whatever... Whenever there was supposed to be any kind of scenes where there was chemistry between... Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman because they're they're both actually pretty good actors, but man, I there was you see some really great scenes with them in a couple scenes in actually episode two and three. But you know what the problem is ultimately is George Lucas again. We were talking wanted about it his way. He wanted it his way, yeah. But it's also the problem is Lucas the way he shoots is he doesn't shoot for actors. He says, "All right, this is the blocking. This is the pacing. This is what needs to be accomplished." In the scene. We're going to shoot it three times. Once it's been shot three times. Done. Move on. Next scene. That's the way he shoots. 
no wonder those movies are not great. <laughs> Think about it. You've had so many people that were nominated for Academy Awards, Academy Award winners in those movies. Some of them gave some of the worst performances of their lives. Uh, but it's not their fault. It, none of it was their fault. That is very true. I will say out of the new ones, actually, um, some of Kylo Ren's like temper tantrums. I'm like, all right, come on. <laughs> like, can we just pan quickly? Away? Um no, but something amazing came out of the temper tantrum, though, is when they, I, I can't remember which one, if it was in the first or the second one of the new trilogy, yeah. where all of a sudden you just see the stormtroopers kind of look at one another just, and then scurry away. Like, mm. See, uh, if if I was picking a least favorite scene, it, it would have to be the beginning of The Last Jedi. Yeah. When Poe is taunting and they're just sitting there not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> Like, in reaction to him saying, I'm holding for Hux. It's like yeah. he's on the phone waiting for tech support. It, yeah. it doesn't work um, for me. Honestly, I, I'll back you up on this. Because one of the things I really, really did not like at all in the new trilogy was the humor in episodes 7 and 8 felt nothing like Star Wars. Yes. Episode 9, they found the tone. The they humor did. was the right tone. In 7 and 8, it was like somebody sat down and watched the snarky comments from West Wing. And went, hey, that's what we should do. But that's what it was. It was like, like I, like the stormtroopers there. But like I even remember that. And I was like, uh, I, a lot of people I know, I really thoroughly was like, that's great. And for me, I was, I was like, that seemed off kilter because if you're in a, a part of the imperial, you know, you know, army in the navy at that point in time, mm-hmm. you don't do that. I'm like, that's like, yeah, that, uh, it's I, very, it's a single fighter fire. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the last Jedi. You know, mm-hmm. I, I th- don't get me wrong. I thought there were problems with it, mm-hmm. but and that was one of them. It's like, why are we? Why are we not just shooting this out of the air? Yeah, but <laughs> other I mean, like, than the like, fact that the hero is in the ship, mm-hmm. why are we not shooting this out of the air? But I also think it's purely dependent on what you're what you're looking for because right. there is humor like that in Star Wars. There it's is. just, but it's also humor I mean, evolves the same way. Like humor evolves the same way that we talk about, like the way that the story yeah. for different yep. different generations. Aaron like, actually brought up a couple of points. You yeah. know, how are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything's fine. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moments like that, and I think that are really interesting to see because, again, it's is what are you there to see? Right. And I think that plays a big big kind of component to it. So. Now, the nice thing about it is it was very at the very front of the movie, and I got to enjoy the rest of the movie and forgot right. about it yeah. until I went back and watched That's it again. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right. All right. So who is everyone's favorite character? And that's across episodes one through nine. I'm going to start with Fish because I'm pretty sure I know who it is. You do. It's yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. This what is, is what is the reason? Why, why Obi-Wan? Um... In the first movie, we really see him as a Jedi master. He's there. He's trying to instruct Luke. He's patient. He's very much the guiding hand that drives Luke right along this path to become the next Jedi. Um, And then we see his demise, and it's, it's a terrible moment in the movie. But we get to see him come back over and over, and assist luke along the way and then we get to see him again in the prequels and he's young and he's ambitious and he's ready to go and he's trying to you know do all the things that we've seen him do but qui-gon's there being the patient master obi-wan no you have to stay focused in the moment you can't be leaping to the future all the time which is 
pretty much the same conversation that Obi-Wan then has later with Yoda about Luke. Uh, and you, you really get a feel for the characters build over time with the prequel trilogy, um, the episodes one, two, and three. You get Obi-Wan starting out as a, you know, a brash kid and then becoming a Jedi Knight and then eventually a master and you get to see his development. It, it, he's he's a great character. Um, Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness, they both did a fantastic job playing him. Yeah, uh, I, I I fully understand that. I, would you say that was probably your favorite arc too through the saga? No, no, no. okay, no. I, I just love Obi Wan. Okay, <laughs> I just really would like to see what happens in between when you and McGregor comes to Tatooine, and there's, there's like what fifteen years in between, and then Alec Guinness eighteen is it eighteen years between, and then Alec Guinness <laughs> pops out, and those are some hard years. Well, um, <laughs> He, he he does he does kill an old foe so that uh, is true yeah he does we, definitely we kill an old foe yes part. he does um but and yeah that, that's the uh, Obi Wan series that's going I to be coming so out right yeah and that's that. what we get to see yep. so um, Aaron Baby Yoda <laughs> that is not in the Skywalker saga don't you'll care Baby to, Yoda to, <laughs> we will take adult Yoda but we will not Disney is um, gonna I will make take Baby mint. Yoda for 500, please fish. Disney is no. going to make an absolute killing off of that. Yes. Just interject um, that real quick. I, like, okay, so if I can't say Baby Yoda, I understand it's <laughs> Mandalorian, whatever. I freaking love that goddamn character. Okay, uh, R2-D2. Nice. And I, and I don't know if it's because, like, seriously, like, Amazing. when I was a kid, my parents have yeah. video of me running around at three years old going, D2, 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 meaning oh. I wanted to watch Star Wars. Um, that droid had so much expression and such a personality and all I did was shake and go beep boop bop boop. And man, did he get the short shaft in the new series? Yeah. Seriously. I was really so did. pissed. Really yeah. Like every every character had a moment except R2. I mean he had a little bit of a moment in the ninth one, but they kind of like shoved him off until that. Yeah. But yeah, they kind of just I mean they kinda of had to make way for the new toys they had to make. Yeah. yeah. So because of the merchandising <laughs> yeah, I mean, where the real money from the movie is made. Yeah. <laughs> so um but yeah, no, it's just I and He got his moment to shine and oh right. <laughs> No, but I think R2-D2 just, I mean, he's such a classic character and just... He is. Oh, my God. He's amazing. Uh, I'm going to jump in now to Yoda. Um, Yoda was such an interesting character through it all. Like, even if you look at him in the prequels, like, there's a great scene, I think, in um, Attack of the Clones. Yes. Where it's actually right after the diner scene where, like... Obi-Wan is searching in the Jedi archives to try to find uh, uh, Geonosis. And it's when he goes to see Master Yoda as he's teaching the younglings. And even Yoda is... is, Lost a planet Obi-Wan has. has, As like, how embarrassing. And then (laughs) he makes that dig in front of the students. And you kind of see Obi-Wan. I'm like, I'm going to kick this little Muppet. But like, but it was so great, though, because like just the humor that's there and like, but he it's a character that's always had so much heart and we've seen that character play such a pivotal role from the prequel trilogy to the original trilogy to the sequel trilogy because he played a really large role in episode 8 uh in that great moment with Luke and the Jedi temple tree well the, the Jedi the final tree. lesson yeah. and it was I was like I was like this is what I was trying to teach you 
and that was an awesome moment and it it's really and good. it was just that like that moment like i had tears in my eyes in the theater during that sequence with watching like mark hamill and frank oz together to get again and seeing this this puppet again acting opposite and it was just all of these perfect moments and it was that final thing that got luke to that his last part of his mission that he needed to accomplish yeah and it was something about that was so perfect there was nothing i think that was just wrong but even just the introduction of his character and i even love going back to the stories it's like when they were shooting this they're like we're gonna use this and everyone's like this is a this is this is a mistake people are gonna laugh us out of a theater this is not gonna go well and everybody's like it's not gonna work it's absolutely not gonna go work and even george was kind of like we don't think it's gonna work and Irvin kirshner you know the person that was directing it, was like it'll be fine trust <laughs> us it's gonna work and they did it and it was like one of the most loved characters and in sci-fi fantasy for ages and mm-hmm. still continues to be. We're now talking about like, again, the only the second or third of his race that we've ever seen in the star Wars universe in current canon. Yes. Um, with, with on the Mandalorian now with, with the child, the and, you cutest know, freaking thing ever. And, yeah, it's but, so precious. But I mean, it's like Yoda will, like I said, was such a perfect version. And I love this. Uh, you kind of like, this guy can't fight. And then of course, yes, we got a ridiculous fight scene in episode two. Um, but even still, it was like, dude, people lost their minds to say what you will about it now. But when that moment happened and every Star Wars fan, it was like, that was awesome. That the was Yoda great. Dooku? Yeah, yeah the, yep. the, the Yoda and Dooku fight. But that he was, was such yeah. a great character, though, too, in Clone Wars and his role he played in Rebels. Was pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But it was, but it was, there were so much great parts of there to that character. And he was, again, it was essentially Buddhist teaching through Star Wars. It was yeah. amazing. But like, it, it was so wonderful to watch. Hmm. Um, or, yeah, uh, uh, you got to go back to A New Hope. Um, Jawa number 13. <laughs> the one that pops what? up and nails R2-D2. Why, why number His 13? His was amazing. That, well, that was, that was his number. That was the, okay. uh, in the right. credits. Right. He's uncredited. The actor was actually Scott Franz. I had to dig pretty deep to find that. Oh, my God. Um, who are, are we you kidding? shitting me? No, Han you... fucking Solo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I honestly could not tell I love watching people that don't know Fesh well, where he will go on a tirade and somebody's like, really? And he's like, no. Well, but like, he, you just buy into it sometimes. And it's, I, I was going to say, everybody here His eyes know. just light up when that moment happens. I it figured does. that was not the... But I'm wondering, I'm like, did he really go IMDB this? Oh, I And like, fall. search for this random <laughs> No, but later on, name. I'll see if that's even capable. It's probably not. They were all children anyway, I believe, the Jawas were. Weren't they child actors, um, mostly? It was a 50-50 blend. Yeah. Uh, same yeah. thing like the Ewoks. Uh, some of them were kids. Yeah, some, some of them, them were... were we're, you know, we're little people. Like, I I don't know what is. The, I'm not sure. You I don't can know. Say no, that. I, I think it's little people. Is it I think, people. That's why. Well, that's, that's why where, I stopped. Um, I'm like I, Willow. I like, what's his? Oh my Warwick God. Davis. Warwick Davis. That's where he got his start. Was Wicket. Yeah, he was yeah. a kid too. But I, I, yeah, I think and he was a kid at the time. That's why I'm saying is because I think that's the 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 PC term. That's I think. I think it's little people. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I don't know. Moving on. Does it really? <laughs> no. Okay. Um. Han Solo, and and because he remains a rogue throughout the entire. Like you meet him, and and he's kind of a a scumbag rogue. And then, you know, he, he comes and saves the day. But as he evolves, he, he remained a rogue. He doesn't really lose that that kind of piratey, buccaneer, ne'er-do-well spirit mm-hmm. that you were first in- introduced to in the, the cantina when he shoots first. I want to <laughs> be very specific about that. Who he shoots sh- first? Han? Han. Han shoots first? Han shoots first. Are you sure? I'm fairly certain. And nobody says anything, right? No. McClunky. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> But no, it, it it I I I him getting you know murdered by his own son. Murdered. That, oh. that hit me hard. It broke you. It broke me. 
So actually, it's um, my favorite is actually Poe from the newer ones, but it's for the like bouncing off of what you said. I like that even though he started like roguish, he started evolving in a different way, and I liked the seeing the shift. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting to watch. No, and he's an amazing character too, and he, he yeah. does encapsulate a lot of that kind of freewheeling. Yeah, I'm just gonna. But his do is what in a different direction. It was. Well, it totally was. An, it a was in a, a much. Um, well, I'd say more legal direction, but it's yes, fresh versus scoundrel. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Fair. Absolutely. Um. So, I've got. Uh, I have two favorite characters, and it's Luke and Vader. Um. Simply because their stories entwine so much. Yeah. And they're both, especially in Return of the Jedi, they're both, well, Empire into Return, they're both the, Luke eventually becomes that hero that every kid wants to be, and Vader is that villain every kid wants to face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can definitely see that. I, I have a role reversal on that one, honestly. Given my, my choices, be I'd be Vader. Yeah, I'd be Vader in a heartbeat. <laughs> you, you, you want me to cut off your arms bad. and legs? Um, no. <laughs> I'm Obi-Wan. I mean, we don't have that technology. Oh, you Not, want them? Okay. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work right now. That, let's cryogenically freeze ourselves, meet back on this point in a thousand years. Okay. Oh, By the yeah. way, for the record, the jo- uncredited Jawa was Hal Wamsley. Oh, my God. Thank you, IMDb. Yep. That saved me. That saved me some time because I was going to look that up. Um, so why don't we get the least favorite out of the way? Oh, because we'll, we all know who it is. Yeah, it's a high <laughs> chance that's going to be the case. I'm going to start with TJ. It's a, Actually, I didn't mind Jar Jar as much. Um, my, and I feel bad. My least favorite character was probably little Anakin. No, mine is too. I'm with you. But, I don't blame the kid for that. And we I blame feel George bad. Lucas. Yeah, I blame Lucas's direction. But that and kid writing got, and Yeah, that kid got forced out of acting Aww. because of the backlash from from Oh my it. gosh. Yeah. Aww. Actually if you, and like the Jar Jar Binks actor Ahmed almost best, yeah. suicide. Really? Yeah. Yeah. My God, when Star Wars at, fans, be nicer. Jesus. Yeah. Um so, yeah, little Anakin is probably my least favorite character. Okay. No, that's fair. Uh, well, that's mine, too. <laughs> yeah. We'll just go around real quick. Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All of the amply, uh, high, highly racialized aliens in episode uh, one. I was going to say, the Neumoidians. Neumoidians. The Gungans. The Gungans, yeah. That was an issue. Oh, um, uh, the Toydarians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I um now you know what I feel now having heard that about how terribly these actors well, are treated I, know, right? I don't want to pick one of them so I'm gonna go with uncredited Jawa number eleven. Uh, oh just, no, you can't no, pick no, that guy. You're not, you're He's not okay. You don't like the actor. You're saying you don't like the character. I didn't believe he was a Jawa. He just didn't fit in with the group. He didn't move right. Um, it, it took me his out one of the moment. Thirteen feet tall. His too. left Come on. his left eye kept popping out of his suit the entire time. It, but I guess it, that's kind of the fault of the costume designer. Me. But still, that, that it was. For me. Uh, Majuba. No, I'm not you, kidding. See? Not? Wow, he has actually. That is insane. Okay, well, I'm. TJ, I mean, put you your phone away. Your, <laughs> I'm impressed. You can take a crack at that name, but I'm pretty sure I got it. I'm not going to even attempt it. No. Uh, I mean, I did not like. Yeah, I did not like Jar Jar. They were in Tunisia, so yes. Uh, you know what? You know who I can go against? The droids. 
The droids in the prequels, the little oh. Roger, Roger, yeah, the no, kind of the battle droids. Yeah, yeah I was not. You know what? If I'm going to leave actual voice actors alone, because I don't know who voiced the droids, whether or not that was done electronically or if there was actual. No, human, there was a human voice. Was it? Well, nonetheless, the 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 entire concept <laughs> of of the the just the the moron droids, like the whole bumping into each other in the back. There was something about it that just it irked me. That's it, fair. It, it was it, supposed the level to. Of, uh, was, it, was that the <laughs> yeah, actual intention? That, that was, was to... the intention was to show that they were not designed to be superior to a regular fighting force. That's not what I took away from it. <laughs> okay. I yeah. I did not because I was, it I made was me wondering. Think of, it made me think of when I think back at the Babadook you, and how much I hate the child in the Babadook. Because you had your comedy <laughs> you, relief through Jar Jar in my right. opinion. You but didn't you, need the droids to be this silly little. Yeah. And I guess, I well, guess I see what you're the, saying. The you did need them. The concept there is Palpatine wanted to make sure that the droids didn't win. Yeah, I mean that's fair. It fit yeah, into he, his plans. Plus, he wanted the the stormtroopers. But you could have done that without making them quite as as bumbling dinky and bum- yeah. yeah. It just it it, it got frustrating because it just seemed ridiculous to me. I well, understand. If you yeah, notice, ridiculous. once you got past the episode one, no, no, no. I was oh. going to say the, the 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 Roger Roger droids. They got. Oh Deadly. yeah, the super battle droids. Well, no, the and su- with the that. blasters yeah. and then the spider and the droids. droid decals. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's fair because I remember those those particular droids. Yes, but and maybe maybe when you juxtaposition them against the whatever these common I guess are they common infantry droids? They're I don't just know. battle droids. Just battle that's droids. That's all they're called. Just battle droids. Okay, when you juxtaposition the 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 droids that were actually capable versus them, it just casts them in an even worse light. In my my mind. It just it just seems like absolutely <laughs> ridiculous to in any way be frightened of these things, and yet we're to believe you know. Was this sheer, was a massively dangerous enemy. It's a sheer numbers thing at that point. That's but fair. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. It's like zombies. Zombies aren't smart, but they still will eat you just right. the same. This is true. Yeah, if you line up enough blasters, eventually something's going to hit you. I actually contribute to the Zombie Anti-Defamation League, and I think you, you should be careful how you word these things. I'm just to let you know. Tell you what, every time I disparage a zombie, I'll donate a penny to, to, to a zombie. Well, they'll get two pennies this month, then good. <laughs> So that's all I give. Two well, whole pennies. If you're gonna to talk to me like that, I'm not gonna establish your blue, oh, like blue, new like you know business venture of your <gasps> blue milk. So that's oh, you know, no, no, not the blue milk. Oh, yeah, it's my craft blue milk. No <laughs> small is it, batch. Is it Guys, it's the holidays. holidays. Let's love each other. <laughs> it's okay. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, why don't we get one other thing across then, real quick too? Because I think we're gonna take one of these points and move it down to. Post break. That's but fair. let's um, <laughs> let's go ahead and just go into ranking the saga at this point. So, does everybody agree? Number five. Hmm? All right. So, ranking the saga, starting off. So, who here would? All right, I'm going to start with TJ. <clears throat> oh, here we go. Oh God. What would you say is your favorite <laughs> Star Wars movie of all time? Oh shit. Empire. Empire. So we have one vote right me. off the bat for Empire. Cat, favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, pass me. Number five. You'll go off of no, go off of gut. Return. return of the Jedi. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's got the Ewoks. Okay. <laughs> return. And the happy, Empire. joyous celebration. I give it Empire. The Empire. Empire. Yeah. Empire. No, I think yeah. Empire. Okay. So our number one <clears throat> film we know off the bat is Episode Five. Boom. Second okay. favorite movie is now between Episodes One, Two, Three, Four. Six, seven, eight, or nine. I'm still gonna go with return. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow suit until it gets its place. <laughs> the Phantom Menace. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Star Wars. New Hope. <laughs> I'm going with New Hope too. 
Okay. This is going to make this rough. Oh, this is going to be a tiebreaker here. Well, he's the tiebreaker. Potentially. Potentially. Going to a new hope. There You're a whore. <laughs> wow. wow. Going against the wife and everything? God. Somebody sleeping on the couch. <laughs> One, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine. Still going to go with Return of the Goddamn <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Until my Ewoks get their place. My plates. number three? Or should, well, I, should I go back and no, vote for number one? Well, we're now rank rating for the number three the best number three Star Wars spot. movie. Right now, we are standing at a firm, solid... Episode six, huh? Episode... Well, <laughs> so you're going episode six? No, no. Um, <laughs> of course not. What? It, so right now... It, it has its moments, but it is not... Our caffeine crew rating so far is our number one Star Wars film is Empire Strikes Back, followed by A New Hope. Yeah, I realize. And my episode one vote isn't going to go anywhere, so I'm going to avoid that. I'm going to actually say episode eight. Nice. Okay. The Last right. Jedi. Actually, um, that's my second. All right. Um, TJ. I'm actually going to go with Fish and go episode eight. Okay. You're sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> Fesh. I'm, 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 going with the, uh, I'm going with the ladies on this one. Jedi. Fesh is coming over Jedi. tonight. <laughs> Again. I also am going with. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jedi. All right, there you Yay. go. So wait, 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 wait. Which Jedi? Which Jedi? Last or return? return. Yeah. Oh crap! Yeah. You yeah. just yeah. said return. Jedi. Return. Oh, okay. okay. I'm doing return. So we have the originals okay. as uh, as as going top five, four, six. So now for the fourth best Star Wars film. I'm going to go with last. Last Jedi or yeah. or Rise of Skywalker. Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah. Okay. One vote for The Last Jedi. I'm going to say Last Jedi. Okay. I'll follow that. Okay. Last Jedi. Yep. We sweep six six to six. <laughs> it's the first time we've all agreed. I know, right? Woo-hoo! Last Jedi. Well, it was the first of the new ones to have something like new. very original <laughs> yes. and new. And not all right. Not. Yeah. So I'll, episodes I'll one, two, three, seven, and nine. Next up, starting with Cat. Actually, uh, no, I'm going to start with Fesh. Uh, seven. Episode seven. Yeah. Fish. I'm going to go back to one and hope other people pick one. Okay. <laughs> TJ. Two. Episode two? Oh. Yeah. What on your hopes? Interesting. Are? Three. Episode three. Cat. Nine. <laughs> Rob's like, I hate Rob's everyone. We're all over the place. <laughs> go on episode nine. Bozo. <laughs> all right. Now between one, two, three, and seven, starting with Aaron. Uh, I'll say three. All right. Fish. I'm going to still stay with one. Okay. <laughs> TJ. I'll, I'll go three. It's bound okay. to win eventually, right? Fish. Seven. Cat. Seven. I'm also going to give it to seven. Oh. So we are okay. at five, four, eight, nine, seven. And then between episodes one, two, and three, three. starting. You forgot six. But five, four, six, eight, nine, seven. Oh, so five, four, six, eight, nine, seven. Uh, so Kat says episode three. three. God, that would be crappy if that was your stormtrooper number. TK five four six eight nine seven. People are gonna fall asleep halfway through your say. <laughs> I would. What what's what's your next vote? I'm gonna go with one. Because that's the one. one I've seen. It's not fair for me to ju- uh, judge two and three because yeah. I have not fully watched that's either fair. of those. C three is the one the only one I've seen in full, so that's why I gotta go with one. You're still going with I'm one. I'm still going with one. I like Obi Wan killing Darth Maul. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with one. Spoilers. Okay. My vote's not going to matter. Well, he doesn't really kill him uh, then, I'll so. Two. Okay. It's it's just to throw you off. I'm gonna go. 
Three. So episode one gets it. Yay! Yay. Episodes two and three of the last three, ones were three. 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 Yeah, everybody three. says three. three. I, I'm going with the table on this, even though I haven't seen it. Let's go three. Three and two. So, yeah, there we go. our right. official ranking of the Star Wars saga <laughs> is the last film is Attack of the Clones, followed by Return of the Sith, then The Phantom Revenge. Menace, or Revenge of the Sith, The Phantom Menace, then The Force Awakens, then we have Rise of Skywalker, then we have The Last Jedi. Then Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, or sorry, A New Hope, then Empire Strikes Back. So, all right, why don't we take a quick break and then we'll get back with our big, huge spoiler cast for Rise of Skywalker. You have been warned, the next half is spoilerful. Very spoilerful. So spoilers from this point on for Rise of Skywalker. All you of the spoilers. Have spoilers. Warned. All right. So there's a lot that we can break down on this film, um, and I figure the best place to start right off the bat for everybody is just a quick little thumbs up, thumbs down, right across the table, and then we can kind of start the conversation from there. So starting with TJ, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs middling, up yeah, or down, yeah. one or one or the other. You have, you have to, pick. to be difficult. You can't be in the middle. <laughs> All right, then if down. You, if you're yeah. in the middle, you get squished. <laughs> there like are you no know this. gray Jedi. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Aaron. Thumbs up. Oh, I loved it. Uh, thumbs up. Reluctant thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> okay, if you do that, I'll go reluctant mm-hmm. thumbs up. Then. Okay, that's which, fine. Which puts it that's more fair. on the side it doesn't of thumbs mean, up than thumbs It doesn't down. mean I hate it or love it. No, it exactly. is. I love it because I love Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. It is, again, and we'll get into the problems and the pitfalls of, of the <laughs> film, but also why we loved it as much as we did. Um so going into this is this is a one thing that we didn't go into in the last half, but this is a, probably the best place to start this conversation. At this table, do we feel that the saga was resolved in a decent way? Or actually, no, I take that back. Is there anything left unresolved? No. This is tricky to kind of start this from. Okay, um, then don't start somewhere else. <laughs> how do you guys feel about this being the end cap of the saga? Sad. Oh, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Sad, but do you, do you did you feel fulfilled though? I felt fulfilled, but I I I was very nostalgically sad because this is, you know, forty three years of story and a lot of my life. You know, this is older than I am, mm-hmm. and so I grew up with this story, and I grew up knowing Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. And, Al- and Emperor Palpatine and Princess Leia and 
to see that all kind of come to an end was really was really upsetting. Yeah, that's totally Cat. fair. Um, I felt like it went full circle. So I was fine with that. Fish. I felt fulfilled when it went to black and then uh, it came back up on Tatooine and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> fair. That's a fair thing to say. I um, I was left wanting a little bit, I think, my opinion. Yeah. Left wanting a, 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 a slight bit. I, I And we can get into why later, I okay. think. I'll just leave That's it at fair. that for now. Teach. I was disappointed okay. that yeah. this was the end. Okay. Because I enjoyed the movie, but I did not think it was a good ending. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I totally understand that. Um, I was sad but excited because the doors were wide open, um, and I think that was one of the things that I found really interesting about it. Is it ended in a certain kind of mode, but it felt like somebody at the end of the movie kicked the doors wide open to the Star Wars universe for the first time in a long time. And we don't know what's to come at all. And that was kind of exciting. See, I think Last Jedi did a better job of kicking those doors open at the end. Yes. The last sequences. Than than, than Rise of the Skywalker did. Agreed. I I can agree with you on that statement. But I think it's also, though, too, is... um, And again, I think this is where this conversation starts to split up a little bit and i think it's mm-hmm. a good a good place for this conversation to start yeah. um so the last shot and i can give you from my perspective and then i'll just leave it over to you guys to kind of go from there and give your own but so i agree with you on the last jedi is the fact that you have these great sequences that i think that would have been really well suited to be actually the end cap here was the end that was we saw at the end cap there yeah, um, I think we're talking about the kid with the broom, right? Yeah, yes, yep, yep. Just like, making sure. right, right, right. Because so we're, you're dancing around like we're right, right, right. So, but no, I'm, I'm I'm meeting it in the way that is. I think the last scene is we could have still got the last scene we got in this film, and then at at the end of that, gone to a random planet like Z over here and saw those same little kids talking about the mythology of Luke Skywalker, and it then seeing that moment sense. of kind of like again, as I always like to put it. The final season of Buffy moment where you have every Slayer in the universe wake right. up at once yeah. and say, okay, that here, would have here made it more is. sense at the it, end, yeah. And I think, honestly, I, I think what we got, I think, was really good. But I do feel that that scene, if somebody makes some big fan edits of stuff, I could see them taking 7, 8, 9 and having that sequence either removed or tacked onto the end of Rise of Skywalker. So mm-hmm. I I, th- I think the purpose of the end of uh, the Rise of Skywalker is to show that there's no longer any Sith or Jedi. I disagree with that statement, I though. Do too. Same here. Yeah, I do too. Because um, I mean, Ray was Ray was trained by. She never completed her training. I mean, well, she did. What What is the What is the did she? The qualification ne- of neither of, did Luke, and he was still a Jedi. No, master. he did. He, he confronted did. Vader. That was his. That was his test to become she a Jedi con- Knight. She confronted Palpatine then. And she, that was not her. That was never set as a challenge for her to become a Jedi. She 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 confronted Palpatine of her own accord. Yeah, yeah, but she, she decided that's what she needed to do. The, but she, it also she wasn't took, spelled out for her the same way that it was spelled well, out for Luke. Okay, the the reasoning behind this is the Jedi and the Sith are two sides of the coin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they are always in contest with each other. If you get rid of the Sith, you have to get rid of the Jedi. Yeah, uh, is her is her actually getting in contact with? The 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 dead Jedi wouldn't that have quantified it? Remember, she was having a hell of a time doing that with Leia, right? Like she's right. sitting there and she's trying, she's trying to reach out, she's trying to commune. Nothing. She gets that later on. 
Yes, right. that's that's the big moment. It's a thousand generations of Jedi live in you now. Yeah, so I, I would think that would qualify her as being okay. Then, a Jedi. Then does she also contain all of the Sith in her, and that's why she No, is... because she didn't strike down Palpatine She did, anger. though. Not in yeah. anger. Well, not did. in anger, no, but she did kill Palpatine, which was his and only requirement. She, he never said in anger. That's fair, and she's directly related to him, so... She um, could encapsulate both sides. So sure. now she's the balance. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play semantics. That's fair. <laughs> gonna, on this is going back to Jedi, and mm-hmm. I think it's kind of important because Jedi plays a really integral role West. here. In, no return. Yeah, specify. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Naming conventions. Yay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Return of the Jedi. Yes. Strike me down with all of your hate and anger. Right. That I get it. Idea. Did she do that in hate and anger? Not at all. She did it from a place of. Uh, of kind of like this resolve. Is of resolve yeah exactly right. but it was and it was and again more of a, a role it, of, of it was protection a, for well, in the front was, of the galaxy but point. it was the matter of the sacrifice not anything else that was supposed to drive his spirit into her and now we've gotten into what i really disliked about the movie Okay. Okay. The, the writing. Right. <laughs> here's here's the thing though because you say that they one cannot survive without the other technically they didn't as yeah. soon as Palpatine died, she died too. The only reason she is up and walking is because... The sacrifice of another Jedi. The sacrifice of another Jedi bended lay on hands and yeah, rolled a yeah. natural 20. So <laughs> We're not rolling 20. This, that, that is, yeah, but Ben wasn't a Jedi The D20 either. system is not compatible with Star Wars. <laughs> but, but Ben wasn't a Jedi either. Ben was a Sith. He switched at the he, end. Yeah, uh, I mean, same, do that? Is he wasn't. He, he wasn't. The Anakin did. Anakin did it. Okay. Yeah. Jedi, it Number one. <laughs> and Hayden Christensen <laughs> got on. a goddamn Jedi ghost. Hold so. on. Hold on. <laughs> uh, I guess that's fair. <laughs> Kylo Ren was never a Sith. Okay. He was in. He was an he was apprentice. A, he was an apprentice. He was I in was training. Well on his way. Especially and in, in Vader was the, the same way. Vader was an apprentice. And that's why we see him become one with the Force. Ben, ben Solo becomes one with the Force at the end of Rise of Skywalker. So there are no Sith Force ghosts here's, that we know of. That we know no, of. Yeah. But here's an interesting Mark thing. Mark Hamill was one in the Clone Wars. Yeah, that's true. But here's what's interesting, and I ask this question to everybody because this kind of gets into some later discussions in this as well. But it makes sense to just bring this up here. So when we're on Exegol, the yeah. in the Sith Temple in the Sith planet in this mm-hmm. this, which is funny that they went with some other place instead of like the three established ones that we already have in you the Well, you're not going to go back to Malachor. Malachor destroys. I know that's true. Know. But you also have a stadium full of thousands of Sith ac- uh, like acolytes that basically are there because somebody had to build the Star Destroyers. Somebody had to do like man these Star Destroyers. You and they. Okay, all right, there. There's a frustration point that definitely comes here. And from my side, where did from, all these people come from? Yeah, <laughs> right. But also, though, too, we're talking about 30 years of people that are sure. followers of the the Galactic Empire. And we really didn't see the rest of the planet. There could have been cloning facilities all over everywhere. The place. Right? It could have yeah. been everywhere. We saw so, we saw cloning vats of Snoke yes. here. Yeah. Okay. So we had all of these other ideas. But again, only Palpatine is destroyed in this fight. Yeah. They take out one super star destroyer essentially that has their their yeah. array, and they're like, all the other ships We're are dead in the water. Now. And I'm like, yeah, it only took thirty years to have this massive fleet. You now they only have to build one antenna. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank Mom. God no one can build an antenna. All of uh-huh. that was on the ship. Yeah. Uh-huh. But again, you're saying that like there is no Sith, there is no Jedi. I think we have one Jedi and potentially a shit ton of Sith by the end of this movie. Okay. 
And I feel like this was more of a setup of, in the future, we're going to have a new Jedi and Sith war. That's what I, I gathered from this. Is, I this still, is the door getting kicked wide open. I, I would agree with that. I, I still peel from The Last Jedi. The mm-hmm. title of the movie is The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Luke says in the movie, it's time for the Jedi to end. If that's not the driving force behind the next movie, then it seems like a waste of a movie. Yeah, but because he's been... it wasn't the driving. It wasn't the driving force of any of the the sequel movies. Money was the driving force <laughs> of the sequel movies. That's fair. Okay. And actually, that's so. When you look back at the original trilogy, mm-hmm. it had an overarching theme: yeah. Yeah. take down the empire. Yeah. Okay. The sequel, the, the prequel trilogy, had an overarching theme: the rise of Darth Vader and the rise of the empire. Okay. This series did not have an overarching theme. Because it was rushed. Because it was rushed, because they had different directors doing it. Heck, even this well, movie that... felt like a lot of it was trying to introduce plot points that should have been introduced in the second movie. And then they were rewriting crap from the second movie. Uh-huh. Well, there was a lot of, in this film, straight up, just course correction. Course I wouldn't correction. call it course correction. I would call it, because I liked the course well, that Last Jedi was on. I did too. Well, here's the thing, though. Unfortunately, we're in the minority. I know. But we're not. Um, in the grand scheme of, I no, think, no, no. most people that we've, that I've personally spoken with, and I can only say from our circle of friends and the random people that I've met with in person and have conversations with person, not talking about like anybody that's in the greater, you know, world of the internet because only the vocal minority feel like they have a voice. Right. Um, a lot of people do not like the direction. Right, but a lot of people do. I mean, sitting at this table, Fish, you liked it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fish, you liked it. The Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. The Last Jedi, yes. Okay. So we've got four Aaron five? So I like it as a standalone movie, but not part of the arc. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah. So because there. I don't think that it feels as though it is part of well, again, a really the, good part yeah. of That's the arc. because there was no direction giving from the end of The Force Awakens. That's right. very true. Yeah. And, like, I liked the message of Rey didn't have to be related to anybody to be a powerful Jedi. She was just a powerful Jedi because she was Rey. And Mm -hmm. now suddenly we're back to the, hey. A lineage. By the way, I would like like to point out that this, thanks to this movie, I now have to imagine that the Emperor bangs somebody. (laughs) <laughs> and I really don't need that image in my power is an image. aphrodisiac. <laughs> but still, the wrinkly old man. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, for me with those movies, with um, seven and nine, I enjoyed them. But one of the things that really struck me with them was that idea of playing it too safe and it being a bit of a rehash. Uh, it was because totally It rehash. was. And the problem with it is you're never going to be able to create the same lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. And realistically, it's we watched, um, I think it was, it, it was the Ocean's 8 movie and it was supposed to, and I enjoyed it, but there was something that was like a little off with it. And I was trying to pinpoint it for a while and it was just because it was trying to pander to what made the original Ocean's Eleven so successful. Mm-hmm. And this is what Seven and Nine did, and it's why Eight was so divisive, was because it did something new. 
And seven and nine, while I thoroughly enjoyed them and I thought they were really fun movies, which is really all I went in looking for. I wanted a fun Star Wars movie. And I got that. But when I look at it as to why they didn't like sink in as hard with me or grip maybe, it was because I felt like it was playing it too You had already seen it. Yeah, Yeah, I'd already seen it. When they crack open the dome and the Emperor makes his speech about your friends are dying out there and you can stop this if you do what I say. Yeah, I've seen that movie. It is a throwback of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And, and and to get back to seven, the reason eight came before seven and nine on, on our earlier ranking, in my opinion, was because I'd already seen the large planet sized, and in this case in seven it was a planet yeah. that shoots beams and is really dangerous uh-huh. and that gets blown yeah. up because you hit some of I, I, and I get the fan service. Like I I do understand it was kind of nods here, nods there. Eight took it in areas like that was new territory and right. yeah. completely unbroken new territory. And while it still held the same themes, it, it was did. a darker yeah. movie. In the end, the rebels were at a low point. Yeah. Yeah. The rebel, uh, the uh, resistance was at a low point. It had, it, it took a different path to get there. Yeah. Which was also problematic in, in that the resistance was at a low point and yet they were still fairly effective at well, stalling until totally mirrored the, the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah the fair, fair. Uh, the, like from from the very beginning, you know, they're under attack. They're trying to flee a planet. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just wondering and, if and Palpatine's... And then the Jedi goes off and starts training with yeah the Master. You would and... think a Master Sith, as long as Palpatine was alive, would have come up with a different strategy. Yes. <laughs> Ponzi right? scheme. Ponzi scheme all the way. <laughs> right. See, and actually, Lex Luthor, takes... that shit. This takes me back to saying what my least favorite scene was. My least favorite scene was the opening crawl to this movie. The dead speak. What? It's the line, the kickoff, the dead speak. And it's kind of like mysterious messages across the galaxy. Yeah, and Emperor Palpatine is back. And it was the real Emperor Palpatine. It wasn't a clone. It was him. Yeah. Okay. According to all the interviews, it was really Palpatine, which means Vader sacrifice amounted to nothing. And also, how the hell did he survive? He got thrown off of a god into a goddamn reactor, and then blown and then up. That thing blew up. Well, it's you know what the funny thing is, like you know, and again, this oh is... wait, wait, I have an answer for that. Plot device. No, no, <laughs> we we saw the answer in the Last Jedi. The what was it? Think about what Leia does. Well, that is oh, true. Yeah. That's okay. Actually, that is the right. best answer I've heard. Yeah. Thank you. I'll take it. Yeah. Now, now answer me this one. It. And we all see it in Rebels. But yeah. Yeah. Now answer me this one. Where did he go? Why did? I mean, seriously. Because think about it. The the Rebels declared victory by saying we killed the Emperor. If he had just shown up somewhere and gone, nope, I'm still alive. Yeah. Empire wins. Well, moving I mean, on. He, he was hooked up to a crap he was, ton of machinery. He was essentially a Gladys. Yeah. Yes, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, but like, because it, all people saw of him was a was a hood and it, a head. It, well, no, it also doesn't make sense <laughs> because he sits there and he he regenerates by stealing the life force of Ray and Ben. And I'm thinking, you know, we know from the kid in the broom. Well, no, there no, are other force no, users. There, there was a specific line having to do with that it's where they were. Yeah, like that was the only reason he could do that. Like he just decided, I'm going to make an attempt with the force to do something that I can't have never been able to do before because this hasn't existed. Oh, uh, I think he was trying to do something else, and that happened by accident. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if you say that, that's a little bit more fair because I'm just wondering why he wasn't just like plugging himself into kid batteries the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> 
bring me freezing. another child. Freezing. <laughs> oh, I'm actually with you somewhat. I'll even go back a little step further. Um, we we want to rewind back to The Last Jedi again. Yeah. That's where he discovered that they were a, a, a dyad, right? No, 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 because he was surprised by that. Was he? Yeah, yeah he was Even Ren said he, uh, that Palpatine didn't Ren. know about the okay. connection between them. Ren. All right. Ren. Ren. No, no, Ren. Kylo, Kylo. Ren. Kylo Ren. Sorry. Well, actually, here's the interesting thing, though, too. And you can kind of take a little bit of The Last Jedi. is because we see it only takes Leia to use a little bit of the Force in this movie that pushes her over the edge mm-hmm. and leads her to her death. Mm-hmm. Which she saw. Which yeah. all of this was to come. So her moment of that... That random story, you know, you know, Tie Pilot in Last Jedi killing her, not Kylo Ren, was kind of not foreseen by her at that moment. We've seen with the Clone Wars specifically uh, how Darth Maul survives based off the sheer, uh, sheer force of the dark side. Off of Zanger. Off of Zanger. Leia. Purely from the the the, uh, the flip side of this is what's keeping her alive, and it's her what hope. she pushes. Her hope is what kept her alive mm-hmm. until when she couldn't hold it any longer. It's kind of a little bit. If you think about the concepts of what we've learned from places like Rebels and from the Clone Wars, Sidious staying alive, Palpatine, you know, could be largely strong enough there just because of how strong he was with the dark side at this point enough that have like again you have acolytes especially of the, the emperor at that time that we know exist that could say okay the death star just hit this planet like a fucking rock somebody go there what can we salvage what can we do some of these acolytes grab him they take him to the sith world because we know he has acolytes at this point in time. Like, they exist. They have to exist. I mean, that's they, fair. They fled from their post the second Luke showed up. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it. But it's... Honestly, the thing that bothered me the most was it basically... It undermines uh, Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker's arc. It oh, doesn't, absolutely. though. All right. Well, no, I mean, it, it undermines his sacrifice. Okay. Cat. Um, so I actually, to piggyback off of what TJ is saying, I feel like a lot of the critique I have of this movie is the undermining. Because any time a ballsy move was made, it was immediately, they safed out, like, yeah. afterwards. I... So, like, with 3PO, where he goes through the memory wipe, that actually, I teared up at that. I thought that was a really bittersweet thing. I thought that was beautiful and well done. And then later on, R2 just gives oh, him his memories uh, back. Uh, yeah. And I was like, but that was that cheapens his sacrifice. Yeah. Chewie was the more egregious one in my mind. Yes. That yes. one, too. Because, that one was big, too. I'm sorry. There was one shuttle. Mm-hmm. We saw one exactly. shuttle. Yep. And having her kill him in that way, I thought was a... It would have been really ballsy. It was, I was like, oh, my God, that's It would fantastic. have been heartbreaking, but oh, very hey, look, ballsy. Never mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. At no point, after that point, at no at no point did I feel like they were in any danger. Well, there was yes, no point where yeah. it felt like they were going to have to deal with any kind of consequence. Right. Like, Ray... Fan consequence, specifically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because, like, Ray lost control. Yeah. When she shot the... When she shot the force lightning and brought down thing, and I think that would have been an amazing moment... To teach her. To teach her a lesson and show mm. consequence. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody here knows... Real quick, uh, I'll jump to you right after. Oh, good. No, actually, I'll go ahead and then I'll ju- jump in. Oh, no, in mine was just so- another thing. Okay. <laughs> but no, the, um, and I forget what planet they went to for the whole C3PO thing. 
you guys remember the, the name? The planet of the adorable freaking alien. Well, so that Baba alien Frick. was Baba, Baba Frick. Frick. Yes. So when they went to that planet, though, again, the whole set, the whole reason really for that escapade, because it was supposed to be for 3PO's memory wipe and to do the thing, but then that got cheapened. So then the other reason would have been these two characters that we met there. Zori and yeah. Baba Frick. Yeah. But... And but and then it was very sad when their planet got blown up because you're like, oh, those two characters that we met earlier, that's very sad. And then they show up at the end, and I'm like, okay, you just kind of killed that the, too. I'm like, <laughs> their planet got blown up. Yeah, that we, that's that's, that's the planet up. that we saw. That, that yeah. That. Oh, let me tell you, the movie was it was skipping through so much. I <laughs> honestly missed that. That's when they found out that every single one of those uh, destroyers had a, a, oh, a yeah. planet, a planet killing. killer. Well, and see, that would have been okay. So again, it it took away a lot of the emotional beats yeah. because for emotional beats to land, there actually needs to be sacrifice also, and there also, needs which to be also consequence. Begs the question of 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 where they got the tech. I mean, it's thirty years. That's a lot of kyber crystals. <laughs> That's a, no. I mean, I'm being, well, and not I, only yeah, that. Right. I, I, I'm gonna put this in because this is. Uh, you have to follow some of the other extended canon for some to fill in some of the problems here. That would be fair. I, no, which I don't no, know. A lot I don't about. think that's fair at all. No, because a majority do not. Oh, I understand. Yeah, that. but a majority might not question it the way but, we're questioning it here tonight. Yeah, and I'm gonna say here's a piece that's just fair. because who here at this table like solo. I Me, did. I did. I, I liked Solo. I loved yeah. it. Who here liked who who liked the little stinger at the ass end of Solo? And I'm sorry, we're going to spoil this for you because oh, it's no, a conversation. He already read it. Oh, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Did did everybody here love that little twist with like Maul being there at the yes, ass end of it? If it had led to somewhere, yeah, sure, exactly. <laughs> and I think it was planned to, but it may still continue because we still have the Obi Wan thing that's going to happen, and we Yay. may see a little bit of Crimson Dawn there. Yay. So there. But I don't think we will because of the setup for Maul and Rebels. Right. Yeah. I don't think we'll see Maul interact with Obi-Wan Probably. in the yeah. Obi-Wan series. If we do, then there's trouble because he's been looking for him for, you know, since the Clone Wars. Fair. I, I, but here's here's a place that's really important, though, to all of this is all of those little things, regardless of if you saw Solo or not, has a, an important place to play in the current canon of Star Wars. Um, Rebels did. Clone Wars did. All of these had major, massive implications. Even the fact that they, and again, this is a spoiler for the Mandalorian episode eight, and I'm going to say that now. And if you don't, seven. seven. Or episode seven. seven, Episode seven. And if you don't want to know what this, like, plug your ears for 30 seconds, go whatever you want to do. But there's a reason that they showed that that episode came out on Wednesday before the movie came out is because we saw. The force, healing. The, the force healing used yep. for the very first time. Yep, yep. We didn't realize that. We hadn't watched The Mandalorian yet. We didn't watch it till <laughs> Friday. And all of a sudden, Ray heals this by lay on hands. It's, 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 seriously, it's a paladin lay yeah, on hands. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, but, but, and it made sense. And then when I saw the trial do it, I was like, oh. But I was actually okay with not having seen it because... Cool, the force can do that. Yeah, that right. makes Absolutely. sense to me. But like some of the other that things makes sense as a light side power. That are, yes, that are massive absolutely. that play into roles like, for example, um, though like you know, you asked like Fesh about mm-hmm. like where are all these kyber crystals that are using to do this? Yeah. Well, we know what the planet was that was Star Killer Base in the current canon, yeah. which was, was the planet Ilum. Yeah, was it? That's it is confirmed Ilum. now. It is confirmed to be okay. Ilum. So Ilum is what becomes Star Killer Base. Ilum was the Jedi Temple where every Jedi went to get their kyber crystal. Translation: They hollowed the planet out for the kyber crystal. They took and then all of it. Jammed a bunch of machinery in there. Yes. Okay. And, and, which and is I what I suspected. Okay. I'm okay with that. Interesting. I'm okay with that. So, I, it would have been nice if it was spelled out a little bit, I think, yeah. because well, it was confusing I, to me. But I was saying that during the uh, spoiler cast for The Force Awakens. 
<laughs> but I we mean, had this conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, he just pushed up his glasses while he said that, guys. Just <laughs> like, yes. but it, I can tell you that it has 100 percent been confirmed. It is Ill. excellent. So the 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 problem is though, like I'm a big Star Wars fan. I didn't know that. But you know what? The one. But even going outside of that, my biggest question is, where to get so. According to Kylo Ren, the the uh, fleet of the, fi- the final empire or final final order, order final order would be would increase the first order's fleet a hundredfold. Okay, let's just say he was B- BSing and only do fifty. Okay, say the first order has a thousand ships on the low end. That's fu- fifty thousand ships. Where in God's name did they get the people? Again, the unknown regions. Well, not just the people. The amount of logistics logistics necessary for metal for cloning. And why the hell did they put them on a planet where the only way off was to get an antenna? Put them in orbit. I mean, they were hiding it. Like, I mean, we know they were hiding it, right? Yeah. Like, but they were already in the unknown regions. Kindly see Chuck Wending's after, uh, Aftermath series where we basically find out where all the Empire Remnant goes. Oh, yes. okay. okay. Yeah. But they again, don't say they go to Exegol. They all say they go to the unknown regions because again, they don't want to be found and hunted. Well, I, I also have a problem with ex- the, 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 the Exegol uh, idea with, with yeah, you need this special thing to locate it. There's only two of them. Really? Well, there were nine. Oh, look, them, fe- I think. Fetch okay, quest. So right? now there's now there's nine of them. That's fine. Well, no, so at there any were, given point there were in time, two only nine left can... at that point. Yeah, but even then, if there were nine of them, like there's no memorizing the path. Also, who made that dagger? The guidance through. <laughs> well, that's my point. Like that's the maelstrom. So you can only really have nine agents out at any given point in time if you have them hoping to return. Right. Which is ludicrous to me. Oh, that's various a very Sith thing to do, though. It's, I don't know. I always thought the Sith were sort of bureaucratical. It just seems sloppy. Roll it too. It seems, what happens if you lose is, all of them? No, no. See, that is very bureaucratical to leave. only have nine people who can be out anywhere at any given time. I get that. But 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 let's say they all somehow get I smashed. know, guys. We That's can it. resolve all of this by having a galactic just trade federation, and we're going to have a blockade of a small planet. That sounds oh, great. That's let's how do we that. fix all of this. <laughs> but honestly, only if the bad guys have Chinese accents. To me than a lot of the ideas presented in these movies. Like at least that was something new. All right. So we have a lot. There's a lot to argue. TJ, I'm going to introduce you to the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> well, no, exactly. Yeah, in I, space. I would go to. <laughs> I would go to the Battle of the Falklands in space, but that's just my opinion. You, you, tomato, tomato? Okay. One's I, British, one's not. I think we're, we're we're spending a lot of time dogging on the film when we all actively said... I loved it. We enjoyed no, it. I still really enjoyed yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. What I'm, I'm saying is... I'm all, defending it. I, I know. I know. What I'm just saying is so far at this table, <laughs> all we've said so far are the problems, and I think we need to start... We're uh, spinning into Let's, the curve a little bit. I think and we just wanted to get those we out. We, get can. Out. we yes. can. We can. Uh, we can definitely get them out. And I think. I think maybe this is where we should get the rest of well, it out. Because the last time when we actually, because we all saw the movie together, yeah. and when you come off of the movie, you're on that high. So it's like everything's amazing. And then I you had time to, told to shut up. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we by me several times. But we were all on that high. So then after I had time to think on it, I'm like, oh, there's this thing and this thing, but. 
I still enjoyed the movie. It was a really fun fucking okay. movie. TJ, before I go to you, Aaron. <laughs> yes. What were your personal issues with the film? Because <laughs> it feels like, like the conversation. Well, no, it feels like the conversation has been focusing on four to five of us, and I feel like you haven't gotten a chance to have your say about have, what you had an issue with. I, I've been the quiet one, um, and it's okay. But I also want to make sure that you can air your grievances no, no. and make sure that you don't feel like you have to like struggle to get <laughs> your the grievances. <laughs> Where's the Festivus poll? I need my airing of grievances. Actually, that is today. Actually, <laughs> the day of Festivus, it's time. The day of today's day of recording is the airing of grievances part of Festivus. This, apparently, oh, it's also so the day we're of just the participating. <laughs> Today is the day I like of the to call it Christmas Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't have any glaring issues with That's the okay. movie. I I very much enjoyed it. I was very nostalgic watching it. I cried through a lot of it. Um, I I definitely sobbed when Han came to Ben. Oh yeah. I think originally that was probably supposed to be Leia. Yeah. But because Carrie Fisher has passed, I don't you know, I don't think they could have done that. Uh, all I have to say is, Dad, I love you. Oh my god. Oh no. yeah. And it was yeah. just he didn't even finish. He, said, he just said dad and he just said, I know. And I was yeah. like, I'm done. Uh-huh. I'm, Honestly, I was a mess. That was, that was one good. of the few that was one of the emotional beats that I thought worked was well earned and worked well. And I loved it. Also, well, bravo, Adam Driver. Oh, Jesus Adam Christ. Dr- He's an amazing actor. He yeah. Really he stole is. the show in this. Yeah. Honestly, all of them are fantastic actors. Yes. And that was that's one of my big highlights is yes. the acting on these guys. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I just and I think there were there were some slow parts, and I think there were parts that probably could have been, I don't know, cut for time or maybe maneuvered a little differently. I agree on the um so it felt like some of the sacrifices were not were undone empty. so quickly or empty. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and they would have been easy ones. Like the the C three PO one was perfect because it was bittersweet, but he was still around. Yeah. Right. Like, exactly. You yeah. weren't actually like, but j- that's where I think he played it a little too safe. Where he was worried about, but what if this person is mad that C three? And it's like, well, but bittersweet is okay. It's it's a that's fine right. line I think to walk between fan service and. And making something good and different, yes. and it's hard with this with this fan base yeah. because you do have this very toxic fan base as part. I of mean, this. yeah, yes. and they all went out and they all spent money on it to complain about it. So it, it really is it's not a, a in any way. A, but then they go on the internet and then right. they're, well, yeah. here's an interesting thing though is is the fan base didn't get angry on this one. They yeah. did last time. But if you look at the audience score of this movie versus on Rotten Tomatoes versus the audience score of The Last Jedi. And again, yes, it's a horrible aggregate that's trash and crap and garbage. But <laughs> but here's the thing is, though, mm-hmm. when you piss off that side of the fan base, those are the ones that attack it like fucking crazy. That is true. And it, this movie is still seeing an 87% audience score. When you look at The Last Jedi, it's like, what, a 12? Mm-hmm. Which means that that they have taken the route that that Star Wars fans need to be fed that fan service, or it's not going to go over well. Which Pretty much, it's yeah. sad. Actually, um, because I, I'm a geek and I read a lot of trades, <laughs> um, people actually did vote with their wallets. Yeah. The uh, opening weekend for Rise of the Skywalker was twenty percent down from oh. Last Jedi. And may and I point out 20, that Last was, Jedi was 20% down from right, Force but Awakens. Right, 29% down from Force Awakens. Yeah. And it's going to bomb in China. Well, yeah, but also China's never like Star Wars. No, no, it's going to go... It, it, they don't think it's going to beat Solo. 
no, no, no. China. Well, what I'm also saying is though, like, oh, I, no, no, I, I know, but like, Star Wars has never thing. played well there ever. Like yeah. it, it's I, it's very lost. I'd like to use this moment just to inject real quick. I think some of that is getting back to what I I may have said earlier about franchise fatigue. Yeah. I, I have now been fed five Star Wars movies in five years. Now, granted, you yeah. know some of them didn't belong to. What's the wrong with that? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, but it, you get to a point where it's kind of like. I well, think part of The Force Awakens, why that was so powerful, is it had been so long since the prequels had ended. We, it, you had this chance true. to build up this urge and this need for, for more material mm-hmm. and more plot. That kind of gets diminished when you're getting hit every year with... with, with well, I because mean, now, with modern movie making, it's let's not hit the... Let's not get a script right and get everything right. It's... Here's our release date. Let's we we go need for to hit it. our we need to hit our margin right. targets. Yeah, right. uh, and and again, something I wanted to mention earlier too. I think also some of what what I I drew, and this will be my last of the negatives on it. I felt that the very front first part of the movie was very rushed. I felt like there were. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen, now, and I don't know if this was possible. I would have liked to have seen more of Leia's interaction with Ray. And again, I'm not sure what the timeline with with Carrie Fisher's death was. Whether they may have had more I can, ideas, I can for add that. to that in a second. Okay, but it felt to me like we were rushed through the first half of the movie so that we could slow down in the second to build to these gigantic endpoints. And and the problem is the Mandalorian to me because mm-hmm. I now have this series that to me is is perfect. Yeah, and I've gotten this fresh new. And so when I was balancing what I was getting out of the Mandalorian with what I was getting out of the movie, which seemed like a lot of callbacks, mm-hmm. it it fell short. I think without the Mandalorian, my appreciation for this movie would have been higher than it currently is, and I do need to rewatch it. But that has kind of affected me on that level of going, I've gotten all this fresh new Star Wars content, and then I kind of got this rehash in the movie. Yeah, it's it's I I, I totally understand where you're coming from. It's so hard though to. Those are kind of apples and oranges because you're looking a at a, a movie that you have to fit in, you know, or yeah. this show that's what eight episodes, like an hour an episode. Yeah. Um, so they can take that time and give you that lush and really open world building. But you know, I totally agree. I understand where you're coming from. Um, yeah. So to give you an idea, and for those people that don't know at this table, so what the plan originally always for seven, eight, and nine was each one of those movies was going to be a focal point for one of the original actors. Oh. Um, Han Solo's oh. movie was always supposed to be Force Awakens. Uh, the Last Jedi was always supposed to be Luke Skywalker, yeah. and this was always supposed to be Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher died before this movie went in front of cameras. That see, I wasn't yeah. sure what the timeline was, yeah. so that makes a lot of sense. Oh, All of the shame. footage utilized and why the rebels are well, sorry, the resistance are in a jungle planet is they had to work around sequences that were on the cutting room floor from The Force Awakens. That gotcha. Makes sense. And okay. that's where every one of Carrie Fisher's sequences yeah. came from. That makes sense. Sometimes it felt like they had to squeeze it in and find yeah. ways to do it. Yeah. And one of the things they were saying for a long time was that um, they they got in a they got in a bind because they had to address because Leia was supposed to be the the Jedi training right the rest of the way through this. Yeah. Oh. Um. And she was supposed to have that long major arc from start to finish. Um. And when they couldn't do that. The, uh, Carrie Fisher's brother and Billy Lord, who we see play mm-hmm. one of the, uh-huh. it's Conics, I think, correct? Yeah, yep, yep. Um, is we actually, they, Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy said they did not want to do any de-aging or anything like that. And they found themselves stuck in post-production. And that's whether like, we have to figure out how do we tell this one pivotal moment on Leia Saber that plays a major role in the 
you know, final sequence of the film. And they said, the only way we can show this is cutting back to this because we don't have anything else that we can shoot around to make this work. Yeah. Uh, because all the other major components have been utilized and used. And they said, we don't want to do it. We can find another way to write this. And actually, I think it was Billy Lord that said, well, look, if it's that's what it comes down to, he's like, look, talk to my uncle. And I, I'm okay with it if you do this. I know Carrie would be okay with it if you guys did this. And that's why they had that really quick, like... Like yeah. Blink and you missed the shot of the blast shield coming up on the on the helmet when like her and Luke are training. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they have that one quick shot. But they they apparently were locked and were like, we don't know how to get past this hurdle that we have to get across. Yeah. And it was it was a serious, I guess, issue for them to come to that term. Gotcha. Uh, uh, to state that they were going to do it. But that's why it was as rushed as it was with the last okay. stuff. Well, then, then that, that, that's that makes fair. sense. And that softens my view because, on it because there's only so much you can do. Because they knew yeah. she had to play such an integral role here, and they were like, we can kind of do it because we have enough cutting room floor stuff. Yeah. But it makes it difficult. And some of the stuff, I think, even some reaction stuff, they took from interviews with her yeah. really? on the set when she was in costume. Wow. And you reutilized, like, new backdrops and such just to make sure they could pull it off for reaction. I was so worried um, because I knew that they, that's how they were going to have to do this because I just, I remember watching Rogue One and yeah. um, Moff Tarkin and I felt like it was uncomfortable sometimes. Uh-huh. Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Uh, it, Uncanny I Valley. mean, it looked amazing, but at the same time, like oh, something's yeah, wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there's up. that, like you Peter know, Cushing's been dead for 40 years. Right, and, like, <laughs> you know, something is off. Something is wrong, but it looks really cool, but something is wrong. <laughs> yep. And so I was really nervous and I was so happy with how they treated this. Cause I really think that they did her justice and they yeah. really Fair. gave her that wonderful arc. And that, and Chewie got his medal, and that was the last thing that she wanted to give him because Chewie didn't get his medal in the first movie. I kind of have issues with that. I'm with him. No, I had issues I with the fact that sweet. he got the short shaft and fucking a new. No, I, and I get that. Right? He's standing there, he did a blot, and he's everybody's got a freaking medal. He's standing there like, okay, but you're like, like, fine, no. fuck you, okay. also. <laughs> you let that ride, in my opinion. <laughs> what? Well, because now you have to revisit it and question why. Yeah, why did you didn't you have to question it if they didn't revisit it. I always questioned it if I, when I no, was no. I get that. I get that. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, is it brings it right back to the forefront of was the was the rebellion really that racist? In Legends, he did get it. Um, there's a whole comic series. He gives it away to a kid. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but uh, but in this, he doesn't oh, get it till thirty years later. And then why wasn't he just given it a, during A New Hope? Why did Leia yeah. hold on to was, it? Was the rebellion well, Leia, that? Leia showed, you know, Leia was with him for how long? <laughs> I, that, that was just, it was what like we a, didn't see is because she wasn't alive is we missed her writing the card that says, I, I, ha this is my joke on you for the past 41 years. <laughs> I honestly don't think that was even his medal. I think it was Hans. It was Hans. It, I, probably. And, 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 Aww, which I always kind of looked at that as they had gotten that medal as a pair. Yeah. That's yeah. how I kind yeah. of viewed it to make myself because, feel better. Now, maybe that's oh. not why they did it, but I was always like, no, okay. Well, they were part of this. Have you guys seen the meme about you know uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca having a dog-human relationship where yeah. Han Solo is actually the dog? Yes. Yeah. See, uh-huh. Chewbacca was okay with the dog having the collar. <laughs> yeah. Fair. <laughs> Um, now I, I want to move on to the That's positive amazing. stuff because yes. I know I don't yeah, want I don't want to bash too much. Actually, hold on. Yeah. Before we get into the positive, TJ's stuff, got to still bash. Hold on. <laughs> no, no, no. I He's like, one, I'm not letting go of this one, baseball one, bat. Right? No, no, no. I have one funny thing. Pinata's yeah. right okay. there because I I read this today and I went, oh, this is hysterical, and I ha- and I have questions now for JJ Abrams. <laughs> oh, is this what you sent me? Yeah, yeah. Oh okay. God. So, the kiss at the end. Yes. Oh, between Kylo, uh, between Ben Solo and Raylo. 
Raylo. Yeah, Raylo. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> How many people read that as romantic? Uh, I did. I think yeah. all of us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they set According that up early. Abrams. Well, yeah, and it this... felt as though that was an ongoing a thing. thing. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. This is the quote from Abrams. There's as much brother and sister thing with Ray and Kylo Ren as there is romantic. So it's not literally a sexually romantic kind of thing. It's more like they're bound together in this crazy spiritual way. Again, it felt romantic to me, like Luke and Leia. Okay. So I want to know how he kisses his sister. Right? I would like to find out what Chris Terrio, the other writer of this film, has to say about that scene. Yeah. Yeah. And that's honestly what my honest answer is to that. Like, that could be Abram's interpretation, but that may have not been if if Terrio was the one that wrote that. Pretty sure it wasn't the actor's interpretation either. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure because I have two sisters. I don't kiss either of them like that. No. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not going to add to this conversation because I... <laughs> Dash, would you like to tell us something about your family? I, so, um, my I favorite moment in this movie... <laughs> Look, it, 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 dude, they were building... I mean, I don't give a damn what anybody says. They were building sexual tension between oh, yes, these two. I'm sorry, Absolutely. but when he was standing Way there shirtless... And the yeah. La- oh, yeah. yeah. I mean... What what struck me the the thing that I thought was kind of interesting is this whole the the relocation of objects through time and space that because of their connection through the force. Awesome. Like what is what what was that? Yeah, new. That was new, but that um, was new in, in the Star Wars D six system. There is a force power that covers that. Okay, oh, question: nice. Is it a direct <laughs> transportation of of the the element from one space to another, or is it more like transporting in Star Trek? I only ask because I want to know whether or not that lightsaber can still be considered the original oh, lightsaber. It can still be origi- considered it, the original. It is lightsaber. a physical movement. It's yes. a physical movement um, of the object from one place to another. Okay. Space okay. And, and honestly, fair. If, and if you need to see fair. where this actually connects, and again, this is going to be Ravenclaw hat again. Um, <laughs> so to piggyback off of the D6 system, you can also look at the final episode of Star Wars Rebels because we see how this also technically functions. That's right. Because we see Palpatine start to utilize this, and same with Ezra. Um, and that's ties there because we basically see the bridge of time essentially in the force. Okay, I just wanted I was to make sure. Okay, with that because it led. To it was cool, yeah. dude. That was a cool yeah. scene. I, I thought it was damn. Honestly, that the wasn't coolest... the finale though. Uh, it was near the end. It was in the last yeah. couple episodes. Honestly, yeah, the coolest thing was that fight scene yeah. between Ray and uh, Ren. Yeah. Oh, she's in the quarters. In, was in, she was in his quarters and he's on the planet. Yeah, uh-huh. that was pretty cool. Still having a fight, lightsaber fight. Dude, that lift. That was fantastic. Oh, yeah, that was right. really That, that cool. move behind the shoulder and then the removal of the lightsaber, dude, stole heavily from Die Hard yeah. and from Braveheart and I was totally okay with that. I was like, no, what's going to happen? And then Yo, the, he's going to come out with that, like, that stick of justice and just walk And then the ass. Knights of Ren went down like Boba Fett. <laughs> apparently that was their objective of those characters was they wanted to have visually good looking characters yeah, because it's been it, it's been a normal piece for every one of the traditional Star Wars sagas to have something like that in each of the trilogy something that doesn't speak but well that dies horribly at some point well no something that people glue themselves to the first one was R. Singh in well sorry Boba Fett and then we go to yeah. the prequels uh, and then we go to Phantom Medicine it was R. Singh and everybody's okay. like Who's the bounty hunter who looks super awesome? And then we find out she gets killed off screen and another <laughs> thing completely. And we By find her. out about it in Solo. That's, That's right. Beck is yeah. the one that kills yep. her. 
the lightsaber battles in this movie were amazing. You yeah, know what my they favorite were really, part they of, were for real, my favorite What's part it? of this movie was how on fire the Millennium Falcon was at the very <laughs> oh, beginning oh of the movie. Oh my god, that, that was, was fantastic. So just on fire. just the light speed skipping was so awesome. I, I just, loved yeah, that. I love yeah. the yeah. argument between Ray yeah, and Poe. Yeah. Oh, like, that bromance. That bromance. You dropped up a tree on him. I just did it. That bromance is perfect. I can uh-huh. do it, but uh, no. The lightsaber battle, man. When 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 Kylo's down there getting the first of the the the, the tracking, to, furious. I mean, it just the use his. I don't yeah. know. Man. They they knocked it out of the park it, it with the lightsaber really, battles. Really I, I do have a good question for everybody. It, did anybody was anybody else a little confused for a second? It took a moment or two to figure out if Kylo Ren was really at the second Death Star. Or if it was a projection and told yeah, the fight I wasn't started. Sure. Because yes. I was just yes. kind of like, how was he? Oh, no, that if she he is a, here. Yeah, if she hadn't have stolen his ship, I'd still be wondering no. to this day no, about he, that. I, I, I knew when he stopped the object, I figured he was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because at be- first I didn't know if it was because she sees the projection of herself yeah. as a really hot Sith, yeah. by the way, yeah. with the yeah. coolest yeah. weapon ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jedi Temple, again. When that Clo- thing- where, no. Uh, rebels again. It's the that's the Jedi Temple Guards sabers. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. When that thing flipped up and caught her saber, I was like, "Why don't they all do that?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought this exact same thing. Was he there? Or was he just another projection? And then yeah. you were right, Tej. As well, soon be- as he stopped that, I was like, "Oh, okay." Because they play with that concept so often mm-hmm. throughout the movie. There's mm-hmm. so many interactions they have at a distance where they've just been in, in, inexorably drawn to each other through the Force. Mm-hmm. Sexual tension through the force. <laughs> Not Thank brother you. and sister. <laughs> it was good to see another force choke. Well, My opinion. if they're from Alabama, it might be okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take control of the ship again for a second. You should. You should All do right, Kat, get your point across, but I'm going to move us around. Oh, it's okay. Go. No, 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 go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm forgetting it now. Okay. So I do want to get people's actual favorite moments of this movie oh, specifically. That's what I was going to do. So um, go ahead. So one of my favorites, and it was the thing I was going to mention earlier... Um, in the earlier conversation with one of my favorite moments is actually just um, any time they were in Exegol because the Sith Temple stuff was really fucking cool and it reminded me of Old Republic. Corbon. <laughs> yeah. I really, I love the relics and like the mysticism and the temples and stuff like that. And so seeing that in the movie was really exciting for me. I, would, I wanted to go second because I didn't want mine to get stolen. <laughs> the Han and um, Ben moment. Yeah. That was like the, to me, that was the emotional moment of the movie. To me, that was the moment where you're like, okay, this is, this is mm-hmm. earned. This is something that is good. And it, you didn't see it coming. And you didn't see it coming when he turned around. Yeah. And they, they still even said, it's just a memory. You're you're not really here. It's a memory. Okay, cool. He's not. You know, suddenly yep, on yep, didn't yep. get the Force Ghost thing, and you could. T- and when he touched his face, yeah, that was the same way he touched his face in Force well, Awakens. It was line by line. It was. It like, was. Yes. It was really even nice. like showing the saber, the twist in the hand with the saber, the exact same way. Exactly, beforehand. and it felt so. It was yes, it was his memory. But because of his connection to the Force, it was powerful enough to affect him and give him the push he needed to the light side. And the I know part was amazing. Yeah. I gotta say, 
because I again, just like you, I need to get this up before somebody beats me to it. Mm-hmm. Ray convening with the force and hearing the voices of so many people coming back. <laughs> you have Frank Oz come back mm-hmm. as Yoda, Mark Hamill as Luke. You have Liam Neeson as Qui Gon. You have uh, Hayden Christensen <laughs> as Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. as as Kanan. Mm-hmm. You have um, Ooh, you have you have. Uh, uh, you, you, um, it's I have literally Ahsoka. brought up the um, list. I no, have Ahsoka, you wasn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, she, she was. was. Been confirmed. I have the list right here. Actually, was there. You actually have Luminara is there. You have Eddie Gaia is there. You and McGregor, Alec Guinness. Um, Samuel Jackson, Hayden Christensen, Liam Neeson, uh, yeah, Ahsoka, a lot, uh, I don't know these two. Well, a lot of it is just, you know. What are these two last ones? I actually don't recognize them. And I think they're from maybe Clone Wars. Luminara is, uh, she's, um. Clone Wars. Clone Wars and and episode two, she appears in in the Jedi battle arena and the other one, uh, Isla Basakura, um. She is the Twilight who gets gunned down by the clone troopers in On episode Felicia. three, and that and she is played by um, one of my favorite people of all time, which is um, oh my god, crap, 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 Hale? huh? Jennifer Hale. Jennifer Hale. Yeah. So Jennifer Hale, who is Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. Oh, that's right. Yes. I, so. I was hoping for. I was. And you I was mentioned Bioware. I appeared. <laughs> yeah, Luminara is like a key player um, in Legends. Uh, in Rebels, she appears in one episode because Kanan's trying to find a new teacher for Ezra, and he learns that Luminar is being held. Oh, and she's just season oh. one, and they find they they yeah. go I to the, that the, the old masters. Okay, that's, I remember and that. You one. find out it's a corpse there. Yeah. That's Luminara. Yeah. Gotcha. That's her corpse. That you that's see. Right. That's right. Her, her, her apprentice is, is, is Barra Sophie. Is is uh, Ahsoka's to, uh, best friend, and then becomes the traitor in the final season of Clone Wars. Yes. Yes, so that's Luminar's oh, yeah. apprentice. Uh-huh. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a, this, oh, this spoiler sh- warning. <laughs> oh, whatever. Who gives a crap? <laughs> We're in the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, we are right, spoilers. Right. But yeah. but the sheer fact that that many people came back just to record tiny little lines just like that, mm-hmm. because it was it made that scene matter that much more. It was regardless of how you felt that Palpatine went down or any of those things or what that final confrontation was. That build up there was the moment. That was everything that they've been building to for Ray's character, and I think it played off beautifully. It was so well done. Fair. I like the part where after the uh, the, the 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 black drops, and then you open back up, and the Falcon flies over a bunch of Jawas, and one of them yells, "Utini!" Yes! <laughs> like honestly, man, that got a chuckle out of me. That was amazing. Like I was still yes. processing and wondering, and I was like, "All right, I wasn't expecting that. That was that was well played." That was well played. Um, no, ooh, you go ahead. because I still really, I actually really loved that. Um, and I know it wasn't, um, you know, sure, director to director how that was going to handle. But I really actually do like that Ray's parentage was tied into the whole thing where she was a Palpatine. Um, because I liked the overall, it, it, it feeds into that mythic, like the mythos of it. And the Skywalker saga, and it felt like this larger than life the child type of, of the thing. Evil person turns good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I really liked that. I thought that really tied everything to four, five, and six really well. But it was also the reverse because Ben was the one that was dark. Exactly. And he's, he's supposed exactly. to be the next. But it still follows the Luke idea, right. where the child of the evil one is actually the hero. Aaron, what exactly. is what is your personal favorite? My personal favorite moment was when. 
um, Ray was melting down and burning um, everything she could find on the island to destroy Ben's ship and throws the saber in and Luke catches it. And says, oh my God. A that Je- was cool. A Jedi's, you know, what it was a Jedi's tool should be treated with more respect. Yeah. And I thought that was such a great moment from, you know, such a great juxtaposition from the be- the yeah. beginning of uh, Last Jedi where he just threw it over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that whole moment where she is just so desperate and thinks all she can do is just be by herself. And because she feels as though she is the cause of all of this. And that she will go bad, and the only thing she can do is just just stay by herself. And I just thought that was such an amazing moment. Fish. Oh, uh, again, the, how on fire the Millennium... No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no um, Luke raising his X-Wing out of oh, that was the water and, with you too. Oh. And, um, and giving it over to Ray. I just... Letting her... I, I, I was... When we were in the theater, um, before it happened... I knew what was about to happen and I started just getting excited and I grabbed Kat's hand and she's like, what, what? And I'm like, watch, 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 watch. And she's like, and that's when everything goes down and we see, see, we see the water start to bubble. I'm like, it's Chekhov's gun. It's not actually Chekhov's gun. Cause that was <laughs> yeah, what everybody yeah. was complaining about so much in the last shot. I was like, why yeah. would you show that and not do anything with it? And they found a way to make it matter. Like they yeah. took, mm-hmm. and no, it was a throwaway thing that didn't need to be there, but like it, 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 it worked. It worked in a perfect way. And it kind of closed a circle that I thought worked so incredibly well because it was putting Red 5 back in the sky. That was That fair. was a great that moment, too, when they when they called Red 5, too, because it was, oh, that was just so cool. I, <laughs> I just I just had a sudden thought, and I don't know why this didn't dawn on me before. Can yeah. I back this up to plot holes just for a second? Sure. How did the gigantic army of free people <laughs> find Axtickle? <laughs> no, and I'm being serious. Did, was that ex- did I miss an explainer there for how they were all able to? They were clones created on the planet. No, 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 no. no. The, the army Lando's that comes army, in to yeah. save them at the end, oh, like the um, reinforcements. How did they? The because Falcon when had the no, 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 no. Ray, did. Ray broadcast a signal back to the. Oh, oh, oh! Thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, okay, I forgot about that. Falcon had the root when he and it brought everybody else. Okay, thank you because because that. I had forgotten that particular. Yep. Okay. okay, good, good. Because I was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> no, well, that was my own memory it's lapse. A signal. My memory it's lapse. It's an old signal. Yeah, that was my memory yeah, lapse. Yeah, it's showing us the Because I was like, "Wait a second. This, this is this is the problem. I had, and this is why I'm going to need to rewatch this movie two or three more times to Same really here. solidify some of these things. Because again, it was moving quick. There was a lot going on. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me exactly how that that wasn't a plot hole. Um, one of the things I also really liked um, with. So I did not like, I really didn't like Kylo Ren's character in like the first two. And this one, I still didn't like Kylo Ren's character, but I really did like Ben Solo, you know, and I loved that Adam Driver really talked about. Oh my God, he did an there amazing was a job. Because that was, between you believed in his redemption. Difference. It yes. was a marked difference when he was playing the two different characters. But one of the things I did think was very cool is from, so he had a clear arc at least. And I did like his arc through the entire thing because from the beginning, he wanted to be Vader. And in the end, he was. Mm -hmm. And he went full circle and he, you know, flipped at the very last moment with his sacrifice for Rey. And it mirrored a lot of that in a very cool way. And because his was consistent and cohesive through the entire thing, I really thought that delivered well. Yeah. And it was that idea, let me finish what you started 
mm-hmm. is the the line that he utters to the charred helmet of Vader in Episode Seven. Yeah. And what did what did he finish that Vader started the destruction of Palpatine? Yeah. Yep. That was perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. And, it, and you're right. Exactly as Cat put it, is it went full circle. So, any final points we want to get across for the rise of Skywalker before we move on to our closer? Like, uh, uh, not Fish is like, there's so much more that we have to talk about. <laughs> not necessarily about. favorite moment because it's spelling out doom, but the the power of the Force lightning going oh up oh into the ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that pretty was, crazy. That was just visually, it was amazing that, to yeah, watch. That was visually good. I don't know why he didn't hit his own ships, though. Yeah. That didn't make any sense. Because it was mental force lightning. My oh. It was just hit the bad <laughs> ships. Uh, my biggest thing with this with this movie is it felt like we saw 7, then we saw 7.5, and then we saw 8 and 9 crushed into one movie. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I might have enjoyed this more. I'm not a big Abrams fan, but I think if Abrams had just did made the it entire cohesive, tr- yeah. trilogy, okay, I think this little we could have had that first half of the movie in the second movie. There was enough plot in this film alone for like when people were like, "Why are they se- like separating the Hobbit into three movies?" Yeah, well, they could have done uh, two, two movies, movies out of this out one, of this really yeah. yeah, and I think it would have filled a lot of the the plot holes that were there. Yeah, agreed. Okay, yeah, I but enjoyed then you- the mo- I enjoyed the movie. But for me, the acting and the action saved the script. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you had had weaker actors, the plot, be- yeah, the plot beats that hit hit hard enough that it made yes. you not worry as much about the plot holes. Right. Yeah. Um. You had uh, again the character beats were the right beats that needed to happen for each mm-hmm. of the characters, and then wherever the your brain started finding holes in the logic, fan fan service fixed the problem. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't call it fan service. Well, I'd call it the the acting fixed the problem. Well, well, no, I'm I'm meaning that in ways where like, okay, well, like Poe is losing all hope and all of the resistance are dying. Ha! Huh? Hey, look, ta-da! Mm-hmm. Here's Wedge. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Here's Wedge oh, and God, the Falcon and, and the yeah. Ghost yeah. and everything yeah. else. But yeah. like, it's 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 those moments that are like, yay, Star Wars! <laughs> and, you're like, and you're like, okay, cool. But like, yeah. we all. Like Star Wars enough that we're like, okay, I'm good with this. Let's let's yeah. let this continue to happen. I actually think droid wise too, C3PO stole the show for this movie for me. Oh yeah. I really Fair. I thought his stuff landed really well at all the right points. I in... think he was the primary droid that was featured in this episode. He was, and it yeah, was cause nice because he, he never really like he was always, you know, balanced with R2, but R2 is a show stealer. So <laughs> I mean you know even BB eight was a little downplayed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it felt like they gave Anthony Daniels his due, yeah, uh, which was well, kind of great. That's great because I mean he's been dressing up in that costume for how many years? He's been in, he's a the very o- fucking long. Time. He's the he's the only person in this cast that has appeared in all nine films at this point. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's and, amazing. Uh, I just as bad as this goes down. I just wish they had stuck with the memory wipe. Yeah. Me too. I thought it would have been a bittersweet, like I really thought, beautiful. Yeah, I, way I to think having R two roll up to him and going. Oh, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What well, did you, I mean, what he did even you... says it early in the movie. His his memories are uh, his is... memories are in R two, but they're not. It's not reliable. Right. I, I would have R two's memory seen... banks aren't reliable. Right. Yeah, I, I would have liked, liked to have seen R two try it. Yeah. yeah, and fail. And it fail. 
Because I think that would have given like. Well, let's be honest. Could everybody at this table deal with a sad R two? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Was any? Oh Oh, no, we could have, but it would have been heartbreaking. It would have, but I think it would have been been beautiful. It would have been more authentic. It would have been more authentic, and you still have the character. They can still build new adventures together. Like it's not. Oh God! Over. And R two gets to make up whatever the hell he wants I know, about. I know, exactly. Right? He could have cast. so much fun with it. Oh yeah, <laughs> that could be that could be a trilogy on itself. Look, look if I can deal with Chopper consoling Hera Syndulla, <laughs> oh, then, then then I can deal with R two D two. Exactly. Also, I would like to say, <laughs> yeah. seeing, seeing this movie made me want one thing, if nothing else, I want to see Luke and Lando going after this cis stuff. I'll take an animated series where they're just oh, both voicing yeah. the actors. Yeah. That would be great. That would I'll be I'll watch phenomenal. the hell out of that. Yeah. <laughs> they already um, have a little bit of it outlined in that uh, Legends of Luke, uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. The journey to uh, The Last Jedi. Right. Yeah. But the two of them We get together, a little bit of that in Battlefront I, 2 as well in the story right. mode. I think that would be hysterical. Oh, it would um, be phenomenal. And because I feel like we didn't really give him his due in this conversation and we're wrapping this up. Um, Billy Dean Williams. Oh, yeah. For oh, as, yeah. As, as, as reserved and as quiet as he, as he has been offset, yeah. you didn't know the kind of shape he was. And when you saw him, man, like Billy Dean Williams was so full of life. Yeah, playing yeah. Lando. He was on this. point. Yeah. He was. Yeah. On he point. was. You could see how excited he was to be a part of that yeah. in the end. And I think that was really. That was amazing. They they feel like they did really right. Like we said by like Leia, they really also felt like they did right by even just the few scenes that Lando was in in this was yeah. kind yeah. of wonderful. Oh, and he was still a player because did anybody else get that feeling when he when the with, girl was like I don't, know, I don't know where I'm from. He's like let's go find out. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh-huh. like there's Lando being Lando. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I got a ship. Let's go find out. Yeah. <laughs> all right so why don't we get into our mfk to wrap us up for this year uh for this season and we'll come back in in 2020 with something brand new oh so. my god it's almost 2020 yup oh i still don't have flying cars and i'm very upset about this so is, so is my dad so all right so tonight's mfk because this is the end of the sequel um you know trilogy at this point you know, Kat said this best way is for us to end this was uh, Finn, Poe, and Ray. So, who wants to kick us off tonight for our merry fuck kill for this evening? Aaron. <laughs> well, you're a jerk today. <laughs> Your husband threw you under the bus. Yeah, he did. Off the ride. She, she's been very quiet. I figured she should start. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I would totally marry Ray. I think Ray and I would get along very well. I have a big crush on her anyway. Oh, I would bang the hell out of Poe. I mean, Oscar (laughs) Isaac, in character, out of character, does not matter. Totally fine with that. And that only leaves killing Finn. As much as I love John Boyega, he's kind of, no, sorry. You're not Poe or Ray. (laughs) Fesh. I would fuck Ray. Mm -hmm. I would marry Finn. Because I figure, right, so now... The last of the order is dissolved. There's still a whole lot of imperial stuff laying around, right? I got factories to build (laughs) for my craft blue milk. This man's going to know how to reclaim every component necessary to build my empire of tasty, tasty things, which means I got to kill Poe, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with killing Poe, mainly because I've always kind of thought Poe was sort of a retread of Han Solo. Which has always struck me as a little bit unnecessary, so Poe can go. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, can, can go. go. <laughs> I'm gonna jump <laughs> in next. Your... I'm actually gonna kill Ray because she's now one with the four. You know, one with the force. That means all of the force lives with her, and I don't know where all they have been. So, <laughs> that's that's fair. a discussion to have. That's yeah, true. But, but that's force fair. Hey, we saw that we we constantly see the force evolve, and I don't know how the force works with venereal disease. Yeah, we yeah. nobody we're gonna, right. nobody uh, wants to get force wars. As much as I said, you know, D and D doesn't fit with Star Wars. You know, there there's still cure disease. <laughs> but certain we already certain, saw no, we already saw lay on hands. Also, do you want force ghosts watching you while you? <laughs> right? I mean, that's uh, yeah. a little creepy. It gets a little off. Some so, some of us might like that. Your next it depends on whether or not. Yeah, but again, yeah. Poe is the player, so you you bang him. You could definitely tell, like, if even like Zori, who was like ready to kill him, was like, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's worth a, like, another roll in the hay. Marriage, fuck no. But I I think I think he he would be the good the good lay in this. And then you marry Finn. Yeah, I think he he feels like he's the right call for for the marriage material on that one. So, all right, fish. So I'm gonna kill Finn. I'm going to fuck Poe, and I'm going to marry Ray because then I can become a Skywalker. I'll take her last name. It'll be progressive. <laughs> it's incredibly progressive. And then every morning I will have the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> ah, well played. Well played. Watch out for those. Wow. Watch out for those force works. <laughs> Nicely done. Oh, Thank you. Nicely done. Fish wins. I'm out. Yeah, right. Oh. TJ. Oh no! I'm sorry. My answer is the same as his, except you don't want to call the, that without the big you know, rise of Skywalker things. So you know, mine's just boring. I'm done. Um, so mine's similar, but it's um, I would I would marry Poe because I think it would be lots of ridiculous adventures, and I would fuck Ray, and then I'm sorry, Finn, <laughs> but yeah. And just to remind everybody, Palpatine had sex. <laughs> And all, all my brain can think of is, is honestly Robot Chicken when he answers the, f- the phone. Go for Papa Palpatine. And yeah, oh my God, yes. <laughs> and that takes it to a whole new place. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I think we're going to end there because we're two and a half hours in. Okay. So, um, so oh, wait, which was like, like another like five minutes, we'll be at the same runtime. Yeah, like <laughs> I still have music to cut into this, okay. so, so it may good. still very well That's go true. to the yeah. same runtime, but. I can say, um, you know, as we get ready to say goodbye, uh, so 2020, we will start off in January with our 2019 year in review, because there was a ton of pop culture craziness that happened this year. Mm-hmm. I know between The Witcher just starting, a lot of people binging through that, The Mandalorian will be wrapped at that point in time. We saw the end of the current, uh, you know, we well, Christ, uh, sorry, by the time we record, Crisis on Infinite Earth will have wrapped. There's a lot of oh, things yeah. for us to oh be able to God. geek out There's about. so much good stuff. Um, you know, oh. we had Endgame, all of these things, regardless of where people stand on these things at this point in time. Again, the end of the Skywalker saga that made this conversation may come back into there a little bit. And I think it's a good opportunity for us to kind of look back at 2019 as a whole as far mm-hmm. as pop culture is concerned. Because we know outside of pop culture, it was a dumpster fire again. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but, um, you know, why don't we kick around the room real quick? People can <laughs> say a little bit about what's going on in their lives and then we'll say goodbye. And then we'll see you guys again in 2020 starting with fish oh uh, let's see well I, I think the only thing i'll mention is my pledge at this point to definitely watch the the prequels back to back and i do need to catch up on clone wars and rebels so that is my goal for this year is to get caught up on the extensive lore that exists in uh in uh watchable form you only have seven more days you're not <laughs> i'm sorry up, next year next year not this year <laughs> that, that next works. year my apologies Cram it in. <laughs> 
I keep forgetting. Ah, oh, this year's passed so fast. Uh huh. Decades passed so fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I well, I'm still working on two two D games, and after a couple of requests, I might be trying to put it on Twitch if I could figure out how to do that. Me. I can help you. Excellent. That would I'd watch. I'd watch. Yeah, I've actually got to the couple of people who have said, you know, I'll watch it. I'm like, really? Well, hold on. Are you? Would you be twitching both of them? Yeah. That, you're just going to have to get a pledge from your players that they're not going to watch. watch. I'm yeah. going to... to... <gasps> oh, good point. Or don't post I them. I mean, in... I won't. <laughs> don't post them until the second game happens, because it's usually yeah. one week later. That's And then fair. they all can go up, and you can see path A. Yeah. Path B. Oh, I watch both games being played because I'm I playing know, the wall right? for both of them, and you, it's hysterical to see how one team goes in and handles the situation. And the other team talks about going in and handling the situation. <laughs> <laughs> are, it's we're team communism. You are. You very much are. I want to be on their team. <laughs> oh no, no, you're so much better on team Parliament. Cat. <laughs> um. I will be, I will have a paranormal steampunk book coming out in April, I think is when I'm slated. It's book two, it's novellas, but it's book two in my Whitford Files series. Whitfield, thank you. Um, Yeah, I've been, so yeah, I still need to get it into my editor. So that's uh, that's the plan (laughs) before the end of the year. (laughs) Got seven days. Erin, (laughs) jeez. Um, I actually don't have anything right now on the horizon other than working and, and handling my own stuff, but... But you just finished up with, um... I did. I just finished up with doing, um, The Mystery of Edwin Drood at, um, one of the local theaters here, and it was a lot of fun, and it's a show where it's a pick-your-own-adventure ending show, which That's is a lot awesome. of fun, uh, which is why I wanted to do it, but, um, I just hope everyone out there who's listening has a wonderful holiday and is healthy and happy and... If you had a shitty 2019 like I kind of did, I hope 2020 treats you a lot better. Fish. Oh, uh, I got to go home and wrap the last two gifts to go under the tree for the kids. (laughs) Um, After that, I am on vacation for the rest. Not really, but, you know, in theory, I'm on vacation for the rest of the the year. And um, I do have to work, but only two more days this year. Yeah. Ish. That's not bad. It's not bad. bad. Um, That's fantastic. And then... uh, 2020 i'm hoping we're gonna go more lightsaber building we're gonna do some lightsaber building we're gonna do some bike riding with the kids because they're getting some of them are getting new bikes for christmas um we're gonna go and do a lot more outdoor stuff because scouts oh that's awesome oh i have one thing this is my 2020 stupid like thing i want to do but I have to get to freaking Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland or in Disney World because if I don't ride the Rise of the Resistance soon, I will throw myself off a building because <laughs> I have watched every single video I, really I have seen. Go okay, Rob, do you want to go with me? You and I can go. My kids are going in Screw February you. without me. <laughs> I will go with your kids. I fit really well in a suitcase. <laughs> They're going without me. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, my, my parents are taking them. So oh, okay. That's fair, but it's it is fine. like, oh. Fair. I, uh, I was specifically asked by my brother-in-law, is it okay if I take them on a ride? And I said, yes, it is. <laughs> so for me, um, obviously, you can always find me at this show and the other shows over at thenextlevelnetwork.com. Um, obviously, DC Primetime is wrapping up, which is super weird to say because it's been a four-year journey. We only wow. have two episodes remaining before we 
end that podcast permanently. Um, but I believe we're going out with a bang, and I don't want to say too much else because of some of the things we may have planned, but it's really going to be dependent on some schedules. But uh, that'll be happening at the end of January, right after we wrap up for Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 2. Uh, but we have a new show in the works that is kind of piggybacking off of the concept of uh, Still Afraid of the Dark. It's called Eat. Uh, sorry, Eat, Drink, Geek, um, and where we're going to be doing something similar, but with whatever the hell we feel like talking about. So, nice. uh, But the, that's our big goal for next year, so really looking mm-hmm. forward to that, but we'll, st- again, still see you guys back in January for episode 61, and we have a whole new year of content ready for you guys right around the corner for the show. So, mm-hmm. But with that, we'll see you guys all around the bend. We hope you guys enjoyed our spoiler cast for The Rise of Skywalker. And until then, we'll see you in 2020. Peace. Merry Christmas.